Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Approaching extraction area. All miners stay in formation. Wingman, you take up the rear. Hello and welcome back to CORE. This is CORE, talking video games with you, for you, and around you. It is April 7th, 2023. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger, and we're back at it. Uh, sorry about the day's delay. Those of you wondered what happened to the show yesterday. We had some tech issues. It's all sorted. Everything's fine. You're hearing us now, so that means it worked. And we're good to go. Did any of you see Mario, the movie, the Super Mario movie? Negative. No, John. No. no. Okay. No. None of us have seen it yet, but the critics love it. It's got a, uh, nope, a critics. The other, the other way. Oh, around. the other way around. The the audience loves it. It's like ninety six to ninety eight percent approval, and the critics not so much. Right around fifty fifty five percent positive, which is not great. Uh, but that what that tells me is uh, you got a crowd pleaser that the critics are too highfalutin to enjoy. Right? Is that what we're going to take that's away right. from that? That's right. Yeah, okay. I think that's safe. I think but, that's a safe But here's path. what it did do to me. When I see that kind of disparity, it does not make me want to rush out and spend all that money at a theater and experience I'm not loving these days anyway. So had this been 98% across the board, I'd probably go. Probably take, uh, you know, grab a couple of the kids and go. But I didn't I do that I, for Scream Six. I'm not doing it for Mario. But at some point, not, it will be streaming, and I will go. And you'll watch it, right? I'll I'll go see it in my living room right. where I would like to watch movies. Yeah, same. Are you not tempted by all the wonderful colors though? Because I was kind of thinking of going to see it because you don't often get movies with lots of colors. <laughs> no, I agree. It's beautifully. <laughs> I, I mean, was like, there's, I just I just going for the colors. <laughs> I was like, mm. it's vivid as hell. Um, yeah. But I've got a. What do you call uh, uh, HDR capable, you know, 4K TV? Uh, that'll be enough color for me. I'll be all right. Yeah, I might just use that as, as an excuse to go to the movie theater because I'm kind of itching to go to for the movie experience. Yeah, so I may go check it out. You got to take there's your mom now, there. right? You're, you and your mom have to. Maybe. Go to all the movies. Yeah. Well, there's. I just have one around the corner. Like there's a the, like also 
I literally can walk five minutes and be at a major movie theater. I was just going oh. around the corner. Wow. Well, you have no excuse. Go watch Mario. Yeah, go see Mario. Mario. Like, right it's now. It's not like a trip. Doing? It's not like, oh, I got to drive somewhere. What are we eating? I'm like, I can wake up in the morning, shower, and then just hit the theater in five minutes. Plus, if it's see, just I went you. The, I went the other way. I had a moment where I forgot my responsibilities because I almost did this with the Dungeons & Dragons movie, which also got, like, rave reviews from both audience and critics. I was so excited for it. I was like, man, you know what? I want to go watch that Dungeons and Dragons movie. I was like, you know, I'm just going to make everybody go. And I was on the website, like buying tickets. And then I went, oh, yeah, I have a baby. (laughs) I should probably figure out the logistics of this before I purchase tickets and force everybody out to a theater. Um, I had just just this weird moment of like, no, everybody goes to the movies. We're going to the movies, too. And then I remembered, oh, no, that that's not how life works anymore. Not really. No, not the way it used to work. But even when I would take like my oldest daughter, she didn't she never um, she'd sleep during movies. Didn't matter how loud it was. She just conked out, went to sleep. But that was one fluke one off. I didn't know that it was a one off. So we tried it with the second and third. No, they're loud. They cry. Sound scared them. One of them was one and could walk and just wanted to run up and down aisles. We learned our lesson. Uh, and that was the beginning <laughs> of the You end. were that family that day. Yeah, we totally were, dude. And I hated being that family. I mean, I went out of my way. It was Harry Potter. Uh, one of the Harry Potters where my son, who at the time was maybe 18 months old or maybe maybe a little older, maybe close to two. But he was just zip, zap, zoop, running around, didn't want to sit still, didn't want to watch anything. I still don't think I've fully seen the one with the snake in it. What was that, two? Yeah. yeah I think that's the second one. The Harry Potter and the Giant Sewer Snake is the name of it, I think. Yep. No, I don't know what the full name is. If not the American name, at least the British. <laughs> that's right. They were always different. But I but, but I still don't think I've really, truly seen that movie because um, he just was a freak. And I was trying to play defense the whole time and make it so other moviegoers weren't having a bad time. And I never want to be those people. I hate being those people. So we quit yeah. doing that. You, you never want to do that again, too, because it's not also fun. Like, that's not an entertaining time. Like, why did I do this to myself? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and enjoying it. Nick's now 21, two, 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 whatever he is, turning soon. No, what is, what's the year? He'll be 23 this year. And uh, he still does this. I take him to a movie, just runs up and down the aisles, throws popcorn everywhere. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Never learned. Never learned. Poor kid. Anyway. Uh, well, we hope you enjoyed it. Anyone who saw it, and if you have any thoughts or feelings or mini reviews you want to send into the show, whoops, don't play that yet. Please send those in because we would like to hear from you. Let's talk about the big topic of the week. Well, this is a weird one. Sony's rumored to be working on a new handheld gaming device. Uh, they're calling it PlayStation Q, I believe, is the it's just the inside name, like the uh, project name. So it doesn't have a real yeah, name yet. Right. Are they making it specially for crusty hands? That's a deeply inside joke. That, very wow. deep, that, that deep. did take me a minute, but there, yeah, there's layers to that. Yeah, nicely done. Very deep poll. Anyway, the rumor to be working on this. Pants fan to follow that joke. Yeah, you're going to need to have been around here for a while, I think, to get it. Um, I'll let them. I'll let people ruminate on it. We're not going to give it away. Just figure it out. Someone around you will know. Anyway, Sony rumored to be working on this new handheld gaming device, and um, it sounds like a dumb idea. And I'll explain. Okay. <laughs> oh, Scott's immediately pulling out the big guns for this. Here's here's the funny thing. Yeah. We all really have been very supportive of things like um, 
what is Xbox Game Pass. And as a result, it's not uncommon for us to be labeled a bit fanboyish for Xbox, even though that's just not true. It's not the case. People think that's where the bias lies. And so when Scott says, you know what? I want our main topic to be the Sony handheld. Somewhere in the back of my mind, I was like, yeah, this will put those. They're just Microsoft fanboys arguers to rest. But then Scott goes, here's why it's going to suck. And I'm like, well, shit, (laughs) we've stepped in it again, boys. Keep in mind, it's only my this is purely my opinion based on the information we have so far. And it may change. And I kind of hope it changes because this could go from. I'm not excited to, wow, this would be rad in like a couple of fail swoops if they do it right. But here's the, here's what's the rumors say. The rumors say they're not building a true gaming console handheld the way the Vita was or the PSP before it. They're working on something that would be exclusively a device to stream PlayStation games via PlayStation remote, PS remote to a handheld. Think of the new Logitech G, whatever it's called. G, yeah, I know whatever what it is you're talking about. I don't remember the name, but yeah. So basically, it's a it's a fancy screen. It's a fancy screen that will <laughs> portable the, the things that would include uh, again, according to these rumors. Um, but that's partly why these rumors are interesting because it sounds like there's a lot of meat to this. But the controller uh, or built into the device would be dual sense technology, so you'd get a lot of that resistive control stuff and. And, um, you know, crazy levels of of uh, rumble and all of that in the device like you do in their controllers. Um, but if the device simply is a PlayStation remote play device, I, I guarantee you it will not also double as a Game Pass device unless you hack it or something. Um, and there's probably no way to say at this point if it would support any other things like GeForce Now or any other kind of gaming um, streaming services. And the fact that it would be aimed at my, mainly at just streaming what's on your PlayStation. I mean, you'd have to own a PlayStation five to even have this device at all. There's no other like way to play without it. Can't you already do this with a cell phone? Yes, you can do this with a cell phone. You can do this with uh, my steam deck. You can do this with a lot of device. You can do it with the G the, the G hub thing that Logitech made, whatever the hell it's called. I forget the name of it, but that thing will do it as well. So any, any current device, that 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 touts its cloud streaming capability, and even those that don't, like the Steam Deck, doesn't advertise it. You can just make it do it. Um, they all support all these protocols, all these different services, Game Pass, PS Remote Play, and so on and so forth. Um, they want to make their own. It is according to the rumors they want to make their own, and it, they think it'd be right around three hundred dollars. There's my other big sticking point. I don't care how nice that screen is, and I don't care how good those controllers are. That's too much for a device that only does this and nothing else. Now, if they came out and said, well, this will support a myriad of services and here they all are and here's GeForce Now and here's so-and-so and here's everybody else and probably not Game Pass because why would they do that from a marketing standpoint? But, you know, let's say that they did that. Then it becomes a little less crazy. Or if this price was $99, then I'd go, hmm, interesting. Just an extension of your device from downstairs and you can have it anywhere you want and play anytime you want. Those are interesting versions of what they've described. What I would rather have is for them to have a full ecosystem of games available on a portable device. And I guess that's true if you're doing it all remote, but it's not like the Vita. It's not even like a Switch. It's just, it's a remote screen is what it is. And so if you asked me, if you said, hey, Scott, you want to pay 300, 350 for this? 
uh, to play with your PlayStation, I'd say, well, I can get a I can get a Steam Deck for that. Why would I do that? And I don't mean just because oh, well, it's Steam or it's not a brand thing. It's just that the capabilities of this all already included and part of what I can do with my Steam Deck. Plus, the Steam Deck has a big hard drive in there and has a huge library of PC games and has all these reasons why I would be playing over there anyway. So why not do that, which I am doing. I've played my PlayStation 5 via my deck, no problem. It works great. Same with my Xbox, same with um, GeForce Now, same with a number of other things. So someone will probably hack it and make it more useful if this comes out, and that's fine. But as a product that they're trying to market to gamers, I just think this sounds bad to me. And I don't want it to. I want it to sound great. It doesn't sound good to me at all. If Microsoft did the same thing, the only advantage I would give them and the only point I would give them is you wouldn't need an Xbox to have one because you can just do Game Pass and play stream games on your freaking crap browser or phone anytime without ever owning an Xbox if you don't want to. It's part of their strategy. But in well, this yeah, case, and that was that device that the the mysterious device that was behind Phil Spencer in those interviews that we now know that they have put on the back burner. They are not moving forward with it at the moment. But the idea was they wanted to release something that was around a hundred dollars that you plugged into a TV and you would be able to stream Xbox games, uh, Game Pass games directly to any TV. All you would need is the controller, that thing. And you just go, but that was the whole idea is you didn't even need a console for it. Right. Like you just needed the internet connection and the TV. Right. Um, if that existed in this, that's a better thing. But I mean, literally the reason Microsoft dropped that idea was because they couldn't get it to be around a hundred dollars. The cost was still too high um, at $300. Even if it had that same functionality, it is tricky for me to figure out who this is for. And I, I'm going to tell you, I spent the entire time you were talking, trying to play devil's advocate. And the closest I could think was, okay, so you're a PlayStation family and you have a kid and you don't want him to have a cell phone, but you do want him to have portable functionality for the PlayStation, but you don't want to get him a phone or anything. So you spend $300 instead of uh, the almost thousand dollars that cell phones cost just to get him this. And that's about as good as I've been able to get, which feels like an awfully small subset of people. Mm -hmm. Cause a lot of cases you don't want them to have them every point, every second of the day running around the house with a freaking game in their hand. You would rather them have their two hour allotment of game time on the couch in front of a TV where I can kind of monitor things. You don't, you don't want that. You don't want them to become, you know, more tethered to the stuff. If you're a parent, I think, um, we wouldn't have, like, I, I wouldn't have wanted Nick to do that when he was growing up. Yeah. I would have said, well, if you're going to do that, then we're going to hang on to that thing for chunks of the day. Cause you're only going to get to use it here and there. Is that worth $300? Freaking no. You know, now if you're a parent that's like, nah, put him in the corner, let him do what he wants just all day, whatever. I don't care. Well then sure. But then it's still expensive and it still seems, um, if you're, and, you're not giving me a lot of reasons why this is rad outside of the one single use. And I don't think that price is right. And you're doing it at a time, potentially, if they do it, where we're still in the shadow of the PlayStation VR 2 is really expensive, super good, but 
has a very shallow game uh, library and no one's buying it. They're, they're in a mess right now with that because people don't have the same deep pockets or the stay at home all the time thing we had a couple of years ago. Some of that's just bad luck and timing and all that. And I'm not throwing, you know, this is not shade at, at, at Sony trying to do cool stuff. But if you then turn around and say, and we'll get this other thing, this is another $300 and it'll let you do what? Well, I can be on the couch upstairs and play Ragnarok. And then while you're hearing a commercial for this, you look glance over at your son who is already doing that on a Steam Deck that costs 75 bucks less for the base model. You know what I mean? Like, why yeah. would you? Why? It's weird. It's yeah. weird. Bo? I don't I, know who it's for. It's Bo, Bo, what do you think? Is this for you or is this, are we wrong? Or what, what's up? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, definitely not for me. If I'm, I, as someone who only has one or two handhelds, which is my Apple phone and my Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Even the Steam Deck's a bit of a hard buy. Like, I appreciate it. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but, like, I don't see why I'm getting a PS Vita. If I barely touch the Switch, I have Legend of Zelda, one of the arguably one of the greatest games to play. Mm. And I also have something else for it. Other things. I have other games. That's a weird. <laughs> you got Metroid. Right? You got Drag. Metroid. You got your. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> like, you know, I've got. Uh, it's not a priority for me. I think this is. I'm not. A t- I'm just not the audience for it. Like, I see the value of having a handheld, but like, I prefer to sit my ass on the PC and play. So. Sure. Yeah. And I, I. We're not necessarily. They'd have to. Yeah. They'd have to be like the most mind blowing game exclusive on there for it. And then. Even then, I might be too irritated to buy it. So yeah, and all the rumors say that's not even that. Like you aren't even going to get that. You just have to be. But, you it, know, it, it, it would have to be theory, the, the awesome game on the PlayStation Five that you would stream to this handheld. And by the way, someone in the chat said it, and I'll say it again: If you're driving to Grandma's house, you can't play it in the car. This isn't a 5G device. This isn't a remote play device. It's a in your house on Wi-Fi device. That's as good as it gets. <laughs> but so. in, in theory, like a, a Sony. Uh, each every brand has its fans, right? So in theory, because there's billions of people out there, some Sony heads may be really happy about this. They might be. Hand, handhelds are popular. Like people do like handhelds. You know, um, maybe there is enough of an audience who would like to game on the go and have their games be PS games. It's yeah, a little they have bit, a lot of exclusives. Yeah, as long as you're okay with on the go being within the realm of your home. And as Wait, long as you're okay with them being only the games you have on PlayStation Five, did I miss an important detail about this? I yeah, was it's updating a, my I was updating my my Rogues Gallery a little bit, so I might have missed. I think that. you missed the key thing, which is it is a hundred percent not. It is a remote device. It's a streaming only vi- device for remote play PlayStation. That's it. So you don't. It doesn't work anywhere but inside your own home. You might be able to do some kind of VPN pipe in thing from other I, connections. This, or that can't be real. That can't be like they wouldn't brand it a PlayStation. Like maybe I could. Sony makes devices. I could see them making a non PlayStation device for cloud gaming. Yeah, that's on the cheap. But that's this. Is that confirmed or is that rumor? That's what the rumors say. All of it's rumor at this point, but it's also rumor with some su- substantial. Like they've got people on the inside where this stuff has come from before, and we're right about it. Like play, uh, did, PSVR two came that way without paying attention to Stadia. Like they're just doing the handheld version of Stadia, basically. Well, sort of, but even worse, Stadia can work with any connection anywhere. This works with you in your house, at least as currently rumored. 
So there's a lot of we don't know yet. I'm just no saying cell phone like a connection. Like maybe if they're working with wireless providers to get customers, that's maybe an interesting play. I don't. I don't think I want to stream over cellular. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. None of that. That's not even an option. Not. Not as again currently rumored. Right. You would want and, some okay. sort of connectivity. Well, this sounds like trash. I, I've revised my thing. This is just trash. The rumor, if it's <laughs> if the rumor's correct, they're just making Sony trash. And for those saying, wait, is this an April first article? No, it came out on the fifth. I know how to suss out an April 1st uh, first joke before reading it on the show most of the time. <laughs> I did pull it up to check, though, because, like, that's the thing is, like, from from what's presented here, I can't figure out its purpose. Right. Um. Uh, again, uh, the purpose could just be, like, they think people will buy it, you know, but I think there's a strong case to be made that for a little bit more money or a little bit less money, you can have more functionality and still be able to do exactly what this does. And so to me, like, I, I mean, unless your brand loyalty, and I'm sure there are people out there that are like this or to like the zealot level, like why wouldn't you just go, Oh, I'm going to spend a little bit more money and have functionality and still be able to do this thing that this does. Right. Like, I just don't understand it. So unless there are details that have not come out about this yet, um, based on what's being presented, I don't know why this would be a thing. Like, no. if it's both, because you can stream games to the Steam Deck too, or just play them locally off your hardware, right? Yeah. So yeah, why why wouldn't PlayStation do both? I, they may be just circulating a prototype. I think they and may be doing people, nothing. Maybe people do have it, and someone has an idea. I'm, sh- I, it's it got. I've got to be certain that most people's feedback is streaming only. Like I don't, I don't yeah. see this. Even if you're a dyed in the wool PlayStation fan, I don't know how you get excited about this. Especially if you liked your Vita, which I did. I loved my Vita, and the idea mm-hmm. of a proper successor to their family of handhelds is exciting to me. This is not the direction I want to go, though. Not even close. So I don't know. Um, again, it could be like John brought up the little streaming box you plug into a TV that Microsoft was working on. It was pictured in the back of of um, Zoom video of uh, Phil Spencer. That thing was uh, not scrapped, but you know they're not making they it. Called it shelved. They they couldn't get the price right, so they said we're going to hold off. Right. So there's an example of a thing like many things these companies have working on. They're working on them all the time. This is a rumor about a thing that may or may not have ever been intended to go to full fruition, but they're testing the waters in various ways. Of course they are. They have R&D. They do what they do. So a lot of this could just be for nothing because who knows. But as far as what I want out of a Sony handheld, I would want a proper... Um, to be honest, the, the bar has been raised by the, by the Steam Deck in a bunch of ways. So I would want a proper response to that. Lots of storage. I would want lots of capability. I would want high-end hardware in that thing that could play a range of games. I would want the streaming capability just like these others have, but not be its only thing. And then, you, and then if you're saying, hey, base model 350, high ends around 650, whatever, then we're, then we're in the same ballpark and it's all good. And I think that would be really interesting. But then again, they were they were making handhelds to try to compete with Nintendo. Remember, <laughs> like because Nintendo dominated the handheld market for so long, the PSP and later Vita were attempts to compete in that space where no one else was competing, and they failed. 
to do that in the long term, um, I found some interesting numbers. The Game Gear, Sega's Game Gear sold as many consoles as the uh, Vita did, which hmm. it wasn't it wasn't like a tiny number either. It was like 20 million or something, but it wasn't the number they wanted. It wasn't anywhere near what they needed out of it because Nintendo was selling how many DSs at the time? Like 115 million or something? I don't know. I feel like I bought 10 DSs <laughs> over the course of its <laughs> life. I don't know if that's true, but that's what it felt I like. I felt like I did too, for sure. 3DS too. I bought two or three of those models. And the SP I bought twice. Two different SPs plus the Game Boy Advance before that. Like it's kind of gross how many handhelds I bought it from is. Nintendo, but 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 my point is like uh, they wanted to do that. They didn't work out for them. Nintendo even is conceding that those two markets are merged. The Switch is the is the affirmation of that. It's a portable f- device that yes docks to a television and does all the old fashioned TV stuff, but it's on the go and it's not. It's whatever you want it to be. Why wouldn't why would Sony want to get into the business of having separate devices? I don't know why they'd want okay, to. Okay, I have a thought. Here's my one thought because again, like I said, I'm spending the entire time you're talking just trying to find a way to play devil's advocate here. Do it. We don't know the quality and power of the device's screen and what's behind it. Right? Like that's not in the article. I'm guessing I didn't read it. I didn't even know this was happening. So I was going to let you educate me. Right. But we don't know. So the PS5 gets by on being, you know, very high resolution. Um, Maybe the screen on this thing is really impressive. Maybe it's a really impressive way to play these games. And maybe that's where the cost is. Because to me, I do see a value, right? In saying like, we're going on a trip. I don't want to pack up the whole PlayStation and just go. Right. I, I, that's a lot to carry. That's a lot to bring. I want to leave it hooked up. Let's bring this device and a controller and we can go and we can play. Right. And I do see a value in that. Um, and being able to do that, but the price to do that $300 for that seems a little high unless whatever that device is, is exceptionally high quality. Sure. You know what I mean? But it would have to be something real impressive because it's not like it even has a controller built in. It doesn't sound like it sounds like you play with your own controller. No, you it would have too. a it would have a built-in controller. These control these dual senses oh, would does. be part of okay. the body. Again, rumors. We don't have any, all we have is a bunch of renders. Nobody's even and they're all fake. Like nobody's got actual pictures of a of a prototype. They're all just assuming. But no, this would be like a self-contained, you know, think of a switch light or a you know, any uh, Steam Deck, whatever, they got controllers built into it. So that would be there. But here's uh, the thing, though, I, John. I, what if I told you, like- what if I told you they couldn't connect to their games once they left the house? Then would you buy Is it? that true, though? Because I, <laughs> uh, you can do that, right? Like, uh, like we have that backbone for our phones that yeah. will let you connect remotely to a Sony device. We don't have to be on the same Wi-Fi as the PS5, right? Well, here's the thing: the re- the reviews you, you do over cellular. You do, and they so those are because your phone does 5G or whatever speed it is. The the device, right? But the, if I went over to your house and got your Wi-Fi password, I could do I could play my PlayStation from your house. You could um, over your Wi-Fi. Right. You could play. You mean play yours back home or mine yes, where you are mine now? Back home. Well, if you're visiting someone with internet, you could use yeah the, the internet. Right. You could like, use Wi-Fi to connect. If you so if you've got your PlayStation f- whirling away back home for your seven day vacation, 
Yes. And, <laughs> Nobody's oh, here, but you the actually PlayStation's need, running. Are you, you need the box? Yeah, now? you need to run the console. Like it, yeah, the console Steam, does need to be hooked up and on even, and in. This sounds so preposterous. Power save that, that's why I don't think it ever sees the light is, of day. If this is real, like somebody got a real, real big helping of cocaine. <laughs> I mean, it's not that different than, remember the Steam links? I still have mine somewhere. Steam yeah, link, I mean, they, people, yeah. companies make mistakes. It's believable. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. also, you're smoking crack. But also like, the Steam link was really cheap and easy to get into as, as far as price goes. And this just doesn't seem like that. So. I just think because it's Sony, the scrutiny's really high. Like everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, how are they going to?" You know, they, it's just the use case, the kid use cases. They're in the car. Give them the handheld. Like, uh, yeah, I love my my friend. Happen. My friend no. Michael is flying to somewhere in Central, like Cuba, I think maybe or maybe Dominican. I can't remember. And his young lad, Ivan came to my house and asked me very politely to borrow my Breath of the Wild for his Nintendo Switch. Sure. So he could play on the plane. And you know what he said to me? He said, you know, uh, Michael was saying, oh, the plane rides like nine hours. And he's like, I wish it was longer. And I was like, why? Do you like riding on the plane? He's like, no, I want to play Zelda longer. (laughs) He wants to play that. He's only going to really get to play the handheld on the travel because he's going to be doing activities and enjoying, for the most part, he'll probably, you know, bitch and complain and get to play the get to play zelda there but the main thing is the plane ride is long like you i I don't want a streaming device for young ivan i want a game a handheld that plays the damn game you you buy for it yeah in the discussion if you were in a border with a video game device manufacturer and thinking anything else about a handheld you are out of touch or (laughs) you know enjoying the old coco white with a white horse (laughs) The, the white horse. horse. <laughs> I don't know. I try to think of another slang term just to vary it up. Is that a cocaine reference? The white horse, I guess. N- I, I, I think I it's heroin. I think riding the white horse things. is a heroin thing, but. <laughs> I've never heard know. that. I like it, though. Yeah. If, you need the, if you're on the cocaine, you're riding the white horse. I like that. Something like chasing the white horse, maybe. I think that Anyways, sounds great. Um, <laughs> you know, you're, you're hitting rails, man. You're smoking crack, as we used to say. Yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like uh, this probably, A, I'm actually kind of confident that this is all just R&D that got leaked and isn't going anywhere or potentially won't. Um, But if Sony did it, they would have to, uh, they'd have to do a whole lot more than be like that, that device from, uh, from Logitech. And that device from Logitech is really nice, but for $3.99 or $2.99, whatever it is, all it does is streaming services. It does Game Pass. It does GeForce Now. It does all that stuff. And that's it. And there's no 5G. It's so weird. Yeah. It's a product. And that exists. That ships now. That's shipping. That's the thing you can buy. Um, and I don't think it's selling very well for the reasons I've outlined. So anyway, Sony, if you're really I, working on country, a Vita 2, like, let's... Brazil, Brazil could be a great market for, again, thinking globally. That's why I say don't brand it as a PlayStation. But, you know, Garena Free Fire is, you know, those kinds of games are popular. There's lots of people in... in South America don't have as many PCs in the home, but they have cell phones and they, they game a lot on those devices. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's the other thing. So, if you want a good 5G device and you already have a phone because everyone has phones, go buy a backbone because that yeah. will do PlayStation remote, Xbox remote or whatever theirs is called uh, game pass without the Xbox being on a <laughs> uh, 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 remote steam play. Uh, and uh, GeForce Now and a myriad of other th- of these services will all yeah. play on your backbone, which works great in this case. So 
and they have it for Android. You can have it for uh, iPhone or Android, and, and there you go. There's and you and it has five G. Now, if you're getting your kid that, I could see that happening because you probably already gave him the phone. What's another hundred bucks? Send yeah. sub to Apple Arcade. Yeah, or sub to Apple Arcade, and then and they're happy forever for four bucks a month because a lot of fun little games on. And don't just don't tell him things like Fortnite exists, and he'll be fine. I think if you're going to spend that kind of money, you're just better off getting a Switch for the kid. I've seen now how much the child likes Nintendo Switch. I remember oh, yeah, that. It's a hell of a device for kids. People love it. It's like catnip. Like I'm just like, you sure you like this? It's not the coolest games in town. Then I tell them about StarCraft and, and the other cat. Yeah, it's not. You know, <laughs> they like the Mario Kart. They like the Odyssey. They like the Zelda. Have like you it. ever tried to convince an 11, 10, 11 year old to play like a game like StarCraft? It is virtually impossible to get that done. I've tried. Yeah. My, yeah. When my kids were all that age, I'm like, you guys, it's time. We're going to learn how strategy like, games work. You like games work like like Age of uh, Mythology, Civilization, or Age yeah. of Empires, sorry. Civilization, like. Like you think those are good. These are great. And it's like showing them spreadsheets. And you're just like, yeah, they that's the part that's the most frustrating though, is because they're like, my kids are interested. Like they want to watch me play games. They're like, yeah, sure. Let me, let me see what you're doing. Um, like my stepson watched me play some resident evil four, which he's probably too young for, but I showed him anyway, because I want to be cool sometimes. Yeah, You're the cool. Dad. And um, so he was watching it. And I'm thinking, like, he plays Roblox all the time. He's going to think, like, he's not going to believe where we are techno- with technology. Like, he's going to be amazed. And he watched it, and he's like, yeah, all right, I'm going to go play Roblox. I'm like, the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, <laughs> like, no. what? you look at this, but look at it. Yeah. Look at Leon S. Kennedy. How are you going to go play that blocky shit after this? But yeah. that's what they're into. No, that's I know. the way it is. They've the seen, way it goes. Even if they see an MMO, they just kind of go, what, really? This, is a, this isn't this. you know, they want the, they want whatever it is they want. And I'm telling you, for 99 bucks and what's already out there, including PlayStation Remote, you could do this on a backbone. And I'm not, this is not a paid endorsement from Backbone today. All right. We're not doing that today. I'm just saying there are cheaper, better ways. And I'm, I'm making a bigger deal out of it than it should be because, again, these are rumors. We don't know. Well, hopefully someone at PlayStation's listening and they'll go, listen, core guys are pretty hard on this. <laughs> they're, <side." yeah. laughs> they're not. They're like, like go back and they think like the other guys. Yeah. Really, we're doing a public service. And if they're not listening, their research and community teams are smoking crap. Yeah, fix we're that. A great source of it. We're a great source of information for companies. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> clearly, clearly, right? Award, so. Award-winning content right here on Core. I, All right. I think so. Check this out. Got a question from a patron. LeGrand Jolly. I know this guy because he's sort of a local. Uh, been around forever, and uh, he's one of our patrons. Thanks for that, first of all, LeGrand. But also, thanks for your question, which is... I don't know if you guys have any skin in this game, but I do. Oh, I do. Oh, I good. Do. Unreal Wait, Tournament or Quake and why? This is the oldest uh, for gamers, PC gamers in particular. This is like late 80s, early 90s, hardcore Pepsi versus Coke. Uh, Nintendo, Nintendo versus Sega. Sega. Yeah, big yeah. time. Could you go Quake? Do you go Unreal or Unreal Tournament? Like For a little bit of history, you know, Doom established id. Well, really, Wolfenstein did, but Doom really established id as like the ultimate in what the future of first person shooters were. And then those same people do Quake, and Quake blew our minds. It was three dimensional, it was amazing. You had to get a Pentium upgrade to even play the damn thing, or at least I did. And it was huge, it was great. And then this weird thing called Unreal comes out. And at the time, people were like, Have you seen the graphics? Oh my gosh, Unreal is crazy. 
And Unreal was primarily a, a campaign and uh, with some multiplayer thrown in, but it wasn't the hardcore Quake thing. But you had this faction starting to build up and people were arguing all the time. And then Unreal Tournament comes out in 99. And what, Quake 3 Arena, I guess? Quake was the- 3 Arena, at the sa- like and right around the same time. These people were at each other's throats like you, like culture wars you have never experienced before, in my opinion. If you're a PC gamer, you were it was impossible not to notice this. And I'd love that we're asking it today because so much has I changed. I love this question. Yeah, it's so great. Much. So let's go to John. John, uh, you, you're begun to your head and you're like, all right, John, pick one. You got to Unreal Tournament or Quake and why? So de- by default, let me just say, I played both and I like both. But fair enough. I couldn't, seeing all the Quake responses in the chat, I couldn't be happier to say Unreal Tournament and it's not even close. <laughs> same. Hard same. <laughs> Especially <laughs> that era. Because if you say Unreal Tournament, you're talking about Quake Arena. That, to be fair. Yeah, I'm talking about Quake Arena. Yeah. Yes. You're not talking about Quake the entirety of the franchise because that's not the question. The question is when you were playing Unreal Tournament, the game you would also be competing with would be Quake Arena. And I'm here to tell you, John is 1000% correct. Unreal Tournament was a better game. Oh, I thought, see, I knew you played a lot of Quake, so I I wasn't sure where you were going to land on this. But man, I couldn't, I saw people just, I saw Quake going by so many times. And I I really, now I understand where my soul is as a human being, because the more I saw it, the happier I felt. I was like, (laughs) oh, I'm going to poo on all these people's cereal. Uh, Because here it comes, because Unreal Tournament is so good. Yeah. Like, Low grav facing worlds insta jib is a, it's just the most amazing experience in the world. And even if you don't have insta jib turned on, um, even if you want to just you know play with the default weapons, there's no greater feeling than on facing worlds running and grabbing the redeemer and jumping off the top of that tower and just firing a redeemer shot down at the other tower and watching everybody just blow up. It's magical. The maps in unreal tournament, um, were vastly superior, uh, to the stuff that was in quake three arena. Um, it also introduced alternate fire, which didn't exist in shooters at the time arena shooters in particular, they didn't have alt fire. So when you use the flat cannon, it's main use was shooting shards of metal. That was basically a shotgun, and its right-click move was to fire a grenade that you could plop on people's heads and kill them with in a single shot. Amazing alt-fire stuff. Yeah. And nobody was doing that until then. Nobody. It's a huge oh, innovation. It was so good. And, like, like, that's the thing is... So when I think of my time with Quake, because, again, you know, as much as I like stirring the pot, um, I did play both, and I did really like both. I spent a lot of time in both. Um, but the thing that I got out of Unreal Tournament that I didn't get out of Unreal 3 was I liked just being in those levels sometimes. Like sometimes I wouldn't even be online. I'd just be playing against bots and I would just be chilling in the level being like, this is a cool city. This is a cool moon base or mm-hmm. Arctic base. And I just look out the window and be like, oh, so atmospheric. And I feel dumb now because I'm watching you play footage of it. And I'm like, well, this doesn't look very good. Yeah, but at <laughs> but the time, like, it was at the time, like yeah. that city was I was like, I'm in a city. This is incredible. I'm on a meteor in space. This is incredible. Yep. Um, it just was the coolest thing in the entire world. And uh, yeah, I, I have such fond memories of Unreal Tournament. I played 
hours and hours and hours of it by myself uh, online against my friends. Um, And like I said, the modifiers were so good. I I think they have made entire games based on low grav insta jib uh, or gib or whatever, however you want to say it. But I think it's based on giblets, right? Yeah, giblets. They explode into giblets. I always Um, said gibs back then, but it is definitely jibs, I've been told. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Mutators. Nobody was doing that. That was all yeah. new and it was user controlled. It was also highly moddable. People were making all kinds of crazy stuff out of it. The best capture the flag I ever played was in Unreal Tournament. That was always really good. It looked better than Quake. I don't care what anyone says. I just think it's a better looking game. Yeah. And um, Oh, yeah. There were naked ladies up on those windows. That helped me out a lot oh, as, yeah. a, as an adolescent. Yeah, so. we want to see the naked ladies for sure. <laughs> you know, there's a lot There's a lot to do yeah. in the game. <laughs> <laughs> and look where they are now. Like, not that I need to pump it up any more than it is, but Unreal, no one talks about where the latest ed engine's being used. Everyone talks about stuff being used by Unreal Engine 5, 5.5, whatever. This person couldn't help it. They're like trying to show off the level run around, but even they had to come up with an excuse to run up and look at the naked ladies. They keep Did glancing it, at like, it. Th- yeah. Three times now. They're trying not to. It's like, uh, <laughs> they're, they're like, oh, just admiring the architecture. Yeah. yeah part of this, I'll admit, is I have I worked in an office where we were playing every night. Uh, at five o'clock would happen and then we'd stick around and play Quake like all for hours and or not Quake um, Unreal Tournament and we would do a lot of facing worlds uh, all kinds of custom maps I would be looking for them on the weekends so we could play them at work like it was really one of those like obsessions for me in a way that Quake 1 kind of was two a little bit but Quake 3 just didn't have it for me the way this did and uh, yeah. I loved it. So, Bo. And I mean, the fact that all these years later, I still remember low grev insta jib facing worlds. Like, yeah. do you know what I remember about Quake 3? Mm. Uh, rocket jumping, which is admittedly great and fun, um, and playing as an eyeball. That's basically <laughs> what I remember about Quake 3. That's what stuck with me. Yeah. But there's so many, like, just locked in memories from uh, Unreal Tournament. Yeah. It's just also fun to see how far it's come and what it's all what it all is today. Like I wish there was a proper Unreal game now. I guess there is. They just didn't finish it because Fortnite took over. But just the trajectory of of Epic Games and this technology and how it just improved every other second. Like it was just just a fun thing to watch. So, Bo, are you going to break the tie with the? Well, I guess you can't break the tie. There is no tie. Well, yeah, you would break yeah. the tie. I could yeah, be the odd one out though, because yeah. uh, definitely quake. Well, no, you wouldn't. Oh, it. you're a quake yeah. guy, are you? Definitely. But I don't really have a big horse in the race. It's mainly because I mostly played quake. Mm. You know, it's not like I sampled both, and this dish is definitely better. It's more like I think I played UT campaign at some point, mm-hmm. but only played multiplayer in quake because we brought. That's what we had. Pirated. Isn't that all they had too? Is I think Quake probably Arena. off of BBS. I don't remember where we got it. We stalled it on all the computers at school and played over LAN every lunch. If I remember right, Quake Arena, Quake Three Arena only had multiplayer. Wasn't that one of the things that everyone was mad at? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, people were upset about that. Uh, well, I don't know if they were upset, but yes, it was it was multiplayer only. Right. There was like a ladder single player thing you could do with bots, and then that was the other arguing point, which was who had better bots, and it was always a huge argument about who had better AI and their bots. And I don't know. What I just, is you're showing though? It looks really not great. This is unreal. 
tournament from the day. Yeah, I know, but like it's he's just in a room with the naked well, I think this is like the tutorial room. This is not uh, I, yeah, I don't know okay. what footage Scott has picked here, but this, this guy is, it's this basically is a guy running back and forth in one room trying to not stare at the go. nudity on the screen. Yeah, now it's now it's him chasing people down and shooting them. He's there got go, some go. I just wonder what was going people. on. I was like that's some epic uh Oh, this brings back memories though, dude. And the voice, and the voice of double kill, triple kill, like that stuff was. No one else was doing that weirdness. That was great back then. Anytime you hear anyone go double kill, they are aping on Unreal Tournament every time they so, do it. The so league, league, yeah, league does it. That's right. Um, anyway, uh, so there you go. Some 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 late two thousands, or sorry, late nineties, early two thousands beef. Which is better? Oh, and you could load up that rocket launcher with like six rockets at once. And just blast yeah. the show, oh, dude. That pist- I mean, people sucked. are saying, like, if you were competitive, you were playing Quake. That might be, but I wasn't competitive. I was a dumbass kid. I was playing the game that was more fun. I, I'll also say I'm not sure I agree with that. Unreal, Unreal Tournament was competitive as hell. That's a weird, that's a weird call. They, they, I, mean, I don't think it was competitive. Were, right? I, I mean, I don't know. I didn't follow either because I didn't care about esports. It's just I mean, what I played with my friends and this yeah, is what I played. Right, right. I, I didn't know nothing about competitive either. It was playing with friends. Like, all competitive games were competitive, I guess. You know, yeah. like well, yeah. back then you had, but who was the like, guy? If that was the metric, then GoldenEye was the greatest competitive game of all time because that's what me and my <laughs> yeah. friends played the most yeah. of. So. Yeah, that's a good point. What was what was the guy, nin, not Ninja, but the guy, what was his name? That was the Quake Lord. Oh, Fatality. Fatality. He was like the first esports uh, superstar yeah. back in the day. Yeah, Fatality. Yeah. He got his own like products. Like, yeah. you know, that was like the first big licensing deal that I remember seeing. Yeah, I wonder what he's doing because that guy's got to be like, he's in his 40s, like late 40s now or maybe even 50s. Hold on. Fatality esports guy. <laughs> Let's, let's see what it says. I have not. Oh, Jonathan Wendell. That's the dude's name. Uh, he is 42. He's like your age, Bo. Um, let's see. His games were Quake 3 Arena, Quake 5, 4 rather. There was no 5. Aliens versus Predator, Unreal Tournament 2003, Doom 3, and Painkiller. Those are all his, his, his uh, competitive games. So he did a little Unreal Tournament there. Yeah. Um, for me, I think, I mean, I think I played a lot of, can't remember because they, then they started just putting year in it. And I, I just have a really hard time with numbers in general. But um, there was definitely, there was a sequel to Unreal Tournament that I put a lot of time into. I don't remember if it was the first sequel or the second. Um, but most of my time was the original Unreal Tournament. I don't think it's ever been quite that like magical to me than right. the first one. Yeah, it's a hell of a thing. I thought 2004 was really fun. They had the they introduced the, you know, the car the jeeps and the vehicle combat and all that kind of stuff and that was all right, but it was never quite the magic of of the original Unreal. Unreal 3 is actually a hell of a game, but no one played it. It feels like and that's the weird thing. It's like uh, Epic pivoted to be the engine company right around then where it was more important that they made a big engine that everybody paid for rather than being the one game everybody played. Now they have it both ways. Everyone's playing Fortnite and they all have their engine, which is kind of funny. I mean, they're, they, they rule now, but back in the day it was like, well, Epic's focused on games uh, or excuse me on engines. It's focused on games and we were all kind of okay with that. 
Um, here's Quake. Quake had a more gothic vibe, which is kind of cool. You know, all that. I metal. mean, I see this. I immediately get nostalgic for this, too. Yeah, um, I do think it, it does not look as good. But, you know, the rail gun was super cool. The rocket launcher was super cool. Like this felt. I don't know. This felt more arcadey in a weird way. Um, there was always something about it that looked a little like. I always thought that like the weapon icons and like the graphics around the edge felt like it was from a, a different game. <laughs> like it felt like I was in a toy store. Like I got the McDonald's Unreal Tournament is yeah. how it felt like. But yeah. I did have a lot of fun with this game too. You know, Ooh, yeah. look at that girl. And my Ooh. heart it belongs with Unreal Tournament, but I look at this and I get nostalgic for this too. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with any of this shit. Arena shooters like of the that late machine 90s gun that I'll tell you what this game had that was really, really good. Mm. Not to say that Unreal Tournament was bad at it, but the thing I do get really nostalgic for Quake 3 Arena is the sound effects. There was something very satisfying about the sound of the gun and the picking up the armor and the, the way the weapon sounded. Yeah. Did you ever get sick of the hua, 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 hua? Every time I don't jump. remember it. I got sick of being killed by that dumbass eye. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I, like I see that little walking eyeball and I get so mad. I don't know why I had such a hard time killing him. Yeah. He always felt like he could kill me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a I mean, arena shooters is an era I love and think on fondly. And I don't know if we ever get back to the heyday of it, but I would love a new quake or a new unreal. That'd be great. Either one, you know, I don't think we're ever going to get them, but I'd love it if we did. Yeah, I mean, they've tried a couple times. There was that attempt uh, to do kind of a weird crossbreed between uh, Quake and um, Overwatch that they did, that free-to-play business, right? Yeah. Oh, right. Um, the, um, and then Unreal Tournament, I think, they tried to make a comeback in a free-to-play kind of sense as well, and just then none of them really landed. I mean, the Bethesda, the Bethesda Quake multiplayer game still on steam the what's that one called quake champions yeah i think champions. that's it i never hear about it but let's see how that's doing let me just click the steam link uh, i mean tons of reviews mostly positive came out officially last year came out of early access it's a game you can go play right now and be real competitive in i don't know I may have to check that know. out. I'm in the mood now. I'm kind of in the mood. Check check it out. I mean, I see it. And all I want to do now is go play the original Unreal Tournament. It's not going to be the same. Yeah. But I do miss those days. It's like the same way I think about when I played EverQuest originally. Like, yeah. just happy memories in there. And it's like, oh, I should do that again. Yep. But you can't get them back. Nope. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't go back that way. It doesn't quite work that way. I would totally play with you, with the three of us, like just like a weird multiplayer unreal game that would be really fun i would do that That would be super good uh all right well there you have it uh this one character this character this lady chose oh i can't go back to it crap look like bow but lady form bow oh so so she had like your hair and it looked like you from the side but then she turned around and she had low low polygon boobs (laughs) where is she which you don't have i can't find it now um it was a Quake character. Ah, I don't know where it went. But anyway, just know that. Just know that. 
<laughs> just know it's there. Just know right. it's there. More questions like this. I love going down. Do they have uh, same. something like this for web-based like they do with like Infinite Joust? Uh, Quake oh, did. Oh, didn't they do that? Didn't Wasn't there a, a Quake. Quake or an Unreal that you could just play online, like load it up? And yeah, it was it? a browser version of Quake 3. I believe it was called QuakeNet or Quake.net, was it? Um, let's see if it's still around. Quake, let's see, browser Quake. I, I know this was a thing, but it, maybe it didn't work out. Um, was it NetQuake? Quake Live? Was Quake that Live, it? maybe? That might be it. Quake Arena Live? Quake Live is on oh, Bethesda now. No, only available Quake, on now Steam. only on Steam. I could have sworn I loaded one of these up and started playing in a browser. Open Man, arena. if Unreal Tournament, you could just load up the original in a browser and play it. I'd be so happy. You could. I'll bet. You know what? I'll bet if we look hard enough, that exists. I've I've never surprised by this tournament in a browser. Et ninety nine for the web. Um, Unreal Tournament is a browser game now, kind of a Kotaku. Oh, article. Kotaku. Yeah. I. What's that mean? Kind of. I don't know. You have to install Flash. No. Uh, let's see. A few things know about it. It is 200 megabyte download. Well, that's not a... Oh, you do have to have some <laughs> files, but but it runs... Your browser is the interface for it. Oh, okay. I might... I'd be willing to try it. <laughs> I freaking love Unreal so much. Just looking at this facing world's giant planet in the background. This stupid ass rocket up there. We used to call it the Jesus rocket, but I think it's called the Redeemer. Yeah, it's called the Redeemer. Yeah, which we is probably it. why you called it the Jesus Rock. <laughs> we did. And I love sniping people who thought they were about to get it. The guy I worked for, who owes me $89,000, the bastard, um, he would he would always go straight to that rocket. And I, so I knew what to do. I just hang oh down there. Oh, my gosh. I hit play. And, and I'm in it. Are you in? in it. Maybe, they, maybe it doesn't need oh, to do oh, anything. Full screen. What's the link? Yeah, what's uh, the link? Uh, I don't know because now it's full screen. I don't know how to get out of it. <laughs> how many pop porn pop ups are you getting now per, per second? Uh, I don't know. I hit start a practice session and the game locked up. Fantastic. This will dispose well for podcasting. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, nope. It's not working anymore. <laughs> yeah, you might have spyware on your system now. I guess that's it. Now they know everything. Now we know it all. All right. That was a great question, LeGrand. Keep that kind of stuff coming, and uh, we'll take more questions from our Patreon very, very soon. Games we played this week. Uh, there's some shared stuff here. Uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake. I'm continuing my stream of that on Tuesdays with John. John is in the middle of his third run. That's right. And, and this is your professional run? Like, What does that mean, professional? <laughs> so uh, there's, uh, there's multiple difficulties in Resident Evil 4. Uh, Scott, you're playing on um, easy, uh, easy, one easy. end of the spectrum. Yeah. Uh, professional is what the name of the other end of the spectrum is. So it's currently the hardest difficulty in the game. Um, doesn't mean a, a lot of difference. The big thing is, is if you're going to parry somebody with the knife, it has to be perfect timing or else you fail it. Um, they don't give you any slack on it. Um, and a couple other weird quirks. You only, there's no auto save. So only saves from the typewriter will count. So you can lose a lot of pro uh, progress uh, depending on, you know, where you're at and what you're doing. But uh, yeah, I really love this game. Um, 
I actually am thankful we pushed it back another day because this is this is all I wanted to play. And every time I have played this game and beaten it, I've said, okay, well, I should go do something else. And then this is all I want to play. Uh, I did unlock my unbreakable knife. I have that. Oh, yeah, um, right. Yeah. So the reason I had to do uh, a, a second or third playthrough is to get the unbreakable knife. You have to find all of the little bobbleheads, which you've seen now, Scott, and right. I've, I've kind of helped you find some of those. Um, you have to get one. There's one in every chapter. And I, by the time I finished my first playthrough, I missed three. I missed two very early in the game and I missed one in the last chapter. So in order to get the knife, I had to go through the entire game again to get it. Uh, and then I got it, but obviously I got it right at the end. It was like, well, if I'm going to use it, I have to start a third playthrough. And then I was having so much fun, I just kept going. So this game is one of the best remakes I've ever seen. It uh, manages to adhere to the original uh, in such a strong way. Um, I said a lot about it last week, but like, there's a reason why I've beaten it twice and it's still the only thing I want to play, really. Um, it's just an incredibly fun uh, action game to play and experiment with different weapons and, you know, the strengths of some guns versus others and uh, powering them up with the merchant and all of that. It's just a, a ton of fun. Would you argue? Uh, well, not argue. Would you? How? Where, where would you put this in your favorite games of all time? Is it? I assume it's on that list. And I don't mean just uh, the remake. I mean, let's just say four in general, whatever its presentation is. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be really, really high. I mean, I've always had a hard time, you know, in the Resident Evil series, two and four were always my favorites. Um, and they're such vastly different games, even the originals, that I always had a hard time comparing them. It's like when people say, well, what do you like better, Terminator or Terminator 2? It's two things in the same franchise, or, or Alien and Aliens would actually probably be the better comparison, where it's mm. like they almost feel like different genres, so it feels very hard to compare the two of them. And it's sort of the same deal for the remakes. Like, 2 is not as authentic of a remake of Resident Evil 2. It's very different. But what they made was really cool. Like, they made a really cool, different thing. 4 is much truer to the original game, but it's a authentic remake of one of the best video games ever made. Yeah. So... Uh, I I really really love it, um, and most of the changes in it are are just solid and and very smartly executed. It it remains consistently a scarier game throughout, whereas the first game really only was scary for the first little bit, and then it just evolved into an action game. Um, this finds a better way to stay tense and interesting throughout. So, uh, yeah. I don't want to talk too much more about it. You can watch Scott play it with me. Um, we're having a good time, right, Scott? Yep, we're having a great time. Um, <laughs> we were we were trying to figure out the shits per minute ratio. Uh, I say shit a lot, so uh, be warned if you're sensitive to such language. But I I get pretty freaked out. John says, you know, these games aren't that scary. They scare the living shit out of me. So, well, how scary do you think it is? Like, you know, in your heart that this isn't as scary as like two was and seven. And no, two is scarier. Seven is seven is still the most scary for me. Like of all yeah. of anything I play, that includes village, which I thought had its moments. That baby in the basement is still the, one of the worst things in the history of ever. But, but the, but the full experience seven's the one that gets under my skin and stays there. Um, 
So this one's a little bit more action oriented. I really love the kick the dude after I shoot him stuff. Um, it just feels like a little bit more badass John Wick in a you know John Wick horror movie is kind of what it reminds me of a little bit. Uh, but it has its moments to get me pretty bad, as you'll see in our video archive of our playthrough. But anyway, um, I'm also enjoying it. I'm enjoying the heck out of it. It's a really rad game. Um, I respect it a lot. We'll see how I feel at the end, but I'm pretty sure I'll still like it when we're done. <laughs> oh, we're coming up to such good stuff, Scott. So I know. Ma- so many good things. I'm stoked. How many, how many more sessions do you think? Uh, good question. Do you, do you think a lot? A lot. Okay. Yeah, playing it about two hours a, a day. It's about a ten-hour game, right? Uh, on yeah, the average, we've probably got we've probably got a few more months <laughs> playing <Yeah>. this. <laughs> well, let's see. We did two and two, so we've done four hours. We've done four hours. We've probably got eleven or twelve more hours to go. Oh my gosh, that's a lot more than I thought. The the, the how the time to complete on the website only says ten hours, but maybe that's some those those are people. Well, who yeah, that could be. You're moving at a good clip. I'll say that. Yeah. Like, and I am a little disgusted by how easy <laughs> easy mode is. <laughs> it is pretty now, easy. granted, I'm going I'm going from watching you to playing on professional, so there's a very strong contrast. There's two difficulties in there. But I'm sitting there running out of ammo constantly, freaking out about things like, oh, my God, it takes so many shots to kill somebody. And then Scott looks at someone and goes, ah, screams, and then he shoots them twice and they die. And I'm like, they're not going to get back up. Mm-hmm. What? No. They're not going to their head's not going to pop open and turn into a monster. And he has to fight that, too. Yeah. Nope. Okay, <laughs> great. I guess this is what we're doing. Sometimes I shit so, out, you know, enough ammo to cover what I just spent. So I've always got plenty of ammo. I recommend so it is it. true. You are moving a little quicker. So maybe not that. It might not be that yeah. bad. So it might be three, four more sessions or something. Something like that. I'm also, I'm also picturing John getting a lot of side stuff and you maybe not so much. Yeah. yeah. I'm de- um, he's definitely running past a lot of stuff that I'm not. Yeah, and some of the some of it John will go, you probably want to go back there and look there. And so I'll do that. But um but you're right. I'm not like super focused on <clears throat> scrounging everything. I do have a tendency in games though to want to make sure I get every piece of loot and I hate when I don't. But in a scary game like this, where potentially there's some <laughs> freaking guy with half his head blown off ready to kill me with tentacles or whatever i don't i'm less i care a little bit less about getting the extras i just want to get the f through there i should Um, ask you so this game has a lot of really fun skips and secrets in it mm -hmm. um i already told you about the you can sniper shoot the the church bell and in that encounter early um there is another skip you can skip one of what i think is the harder bosses in the game and you can kill him by throwing an egg on him twice. Really? Yes. Oh, we're doing but that. Do you want to do that, Scott? I kind of do. But but wouldn't egg. you want? I mean, I, if you were me, wouldn't you want to kill it with two well, eggs? I told Scott that Scott's trying to get out of being scared. And <laughs> okay. How about this? You literally just offered. I will him like, have you hold on to the eggs. <laughs> okay. We try it one time legitimately. Do a save, then do it, and then go try yep, it. Yeah, we'll okay. save before, have you go do the fight the proper way, and yep. then we'll have you load it up. But it blew my mind. Yeah, if you throw two golden eggs on one particular enemy, it just kills him. You throw it the first time, and he gets stunned, and he's like, oh, you're disgusting. And then you throw a second egg on him, and he dies. Wow. That feels like 
they did well they obviously they did that on purpose it's like a little easter egg, literally an easter egg right they they yeah. said hey what if you what if we don't tell anyone this but if they hit him with the eggs was that in the original game or just this no this is just this really yeah <laughs> it's right. really weird like and and there are some really cool skips there's a there's a section in the game where uh you are waiting for a wall to get demolished by a piece of construction equipment mm. And if you have the grenades, you can throw like three grenades at the wall and you will get it to where on the first hit of the construction equipment, it breaks it instead of having to wait through all of them. Um, There's another skip where if you buy a rocket launcher at a certain point, you spend an entire section of the game looking for TNT, but you can shoot a rocket at the thing you're looking for TNT for and it will blow up the thing that the TNT is used for and let you skip the whole searching for it section. Like it's kind of crazy how many weird fast forwards they've tucked away in this game. Like it's going to be so fun to watch people speed run. Although I have already started to see like, okay, well you skip this by clipping through this wall and that stuff's not as fun to me as the, like, make sure you have enough money, buy a rocket launcher, shoot the rocket launcher that lets you skip this area. So. Yeah. What do they call that? That's uh, no, no clip, no clip runs. Or something where you can't uh, cheat, or not cheat, but you can't use any glitches? Uh, glitchless runs are where you can't cheat. Okay. They'll say, you know, you can't use a, a wall skip or something like that. I found one, and I haven't seen it online. I have found a section where, uh, you know where the dogs first show up. Yeah. You, you love the dog I enemies. I hate the effing dogs, but yeah, I know I what you mean. I have found a place to stand in the village where the dogs won't attack you. They'll jump at you, but they can't hit you. Really? So what, you just shoot yeah. them, pick them off? You just stand there and shoot them. Like fish in a barrel? Yep, it's amazing. They run right up to you and just stand there and you just shoot them. Those dogs are dicks. I'm just going to say it. Huge <laughs> okay. dicks, these dogs. It's good. The devil dog dicks. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. That's that. Also, Everspace oh, 2. Oh, uh, sorry. Ahead. One yeah. more thing. Because, yeah. again, like my favorite thing are the little dumb details in this game. And I've been kind of absorbing all the like internet you know, discoveries that they've made on Resident Evil Village. My favorite one is one of the things you can get for Leon is a bunch of accessories. He can wear a dumb face mask. He can wear sunglasses. He can wear uh, just regular glasses. So in this game, you throw flashbangs. It's one of the big weapons you you get, um, which will stun villagers so that you can knife them or do your melee attack. Or if the parasite's out, it kills the parasite instantly. Yeah. Um, but there's a neat, weird thing where... When Leon throws a flashbang, if you're looking at it, his character will animate shielding his eyes like he's been blinded, even though he won't go into a a stunned state. Sure. If you equip the sunglass accessory, that animation doesn't happen. (laughs) That's actually pretty great. He's just fine. You can look at it and you can just keep going and there's no issue. Wow. It's that weird attention to detail that just makes me go, this game's so good. Yeah. It's a cool... Capcom makes great remakes. I hope they continue this tradition. I don't know where they go from here. We've talked about whether five or six are even remakeable. Maybe they are. I don't know. Maybe they combine them. Or maybe they Code Veronica, sure. Code Veronica. Yeah, that's what I want next is Code Veronica. I love that game back in the day. Um, Yeah, that's fascinating. I was going to say, oh, if you guys want to see the live stream of this thing, we do it on Tuesday nights at 3 p.m. Mountain to 5. It's a two-hour stream. So that's when we're doing it. If you want to be there live, and we'd love it if you came by. Uh, Bo, has this convinced yeah, you? You'll to play? see that my hair is green and blue. Yeah, what's up with that? I dyed it. Oh, look at you, dude! 
So hold on, the whole thing is it the whole thing green? No, I feel like on top it kind of stayed a little brown. I I was contemplating bleaching and I didn't, so it's a little dark. But you know, I got like the I like it the necromancer package. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. It's a practice run, I think, for the launch of Diablo. I'm gonna <laughs> dye it black and flamey with yellow and, and orange and red, and I love paint it. My fingernails black. I mean, we're 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 gonna talk about that in a minute, but the no Diablo four at the moment depression is real. Yeah, uh, it's real kick of the penis. Yeah, we want that game. We want it out now, please. Speaking of games, Bone, I played though. Um, I don't know if all three of us did. John, do you play? Ever no, Space I did? want to. I'm I'm so excited for it. But well, Everspace comes up. This, this is ever ever Space Two has been a big recommend from Scott since forever. Yeah, for a long time and because I played the what early access first week or something like two years ago, whatever it's been, uh, and the first one, and the first one, right? And, and the first you know, game. it's like Rebel Galaxy, all those games, uh, which is another one. And you were really stoked on this one, and I, I took, I trusted you. I and took, I put my trust in your hands. Did Scott. I? Did it? Did I fail you in this case? Did you not enjoy? No, that, your- I. This is. It's weird because we're going to talk about Diablo later, but I've been having a hard time finding that, feeling that D four shaped hole in my life. Right. <laughs> I've played all kinds of other games, just kind of half heartedly. And I played this last night and meant to only, because we canceled core and we're doing it on a Friday instead of a Thursday. And I meant right. to only play for like two hours and I ended up going five or six. Oh my gosh. That's this a lot. Game, this game is an ARPG version of Freelancer basically is the best way I can describe it. Yeah. It's really good. I'll bet you a the bunch comp- of people heard you just say that and their ears perked the hell up and they should because that is exactly what it is. I'll get the thing I don't like out of it out of the way or a thing I don't like about it out of the way early. And it's, it's something I didn't like during the beta or not beta, the early access run either. And that is, I think the voice acting is shit <laughs> and I wish it was it's, better. It grows on you a little bit though. Yeah. It's the shit kind of, okay. I think it's the writing yeah. that is the real culprit. I think the voice acting I've heard worse. Yeah. The dialogue, but is we're not, we're not talking it, it, yeah, I think it's good to warn people before they go out and drop. It's $60 Canadian, pretty much. It's a, it's a higher, almost a AAA price game. Game Pass lower. as well, everybody. It's on Game Pass if you want. But Oh, yes. well, if that's the case, that's a different scenario. I, I paid for it outright. Right. Um, Same. Uh, but no, uh, no I, I, if the voice acting is like that tier where it's like, you, you're, you know, we're not talking Liam, right? We're not S tier. No. Uh, but we're also not talking whatever, you know, yahoos you might hear in an indie project either. Like that's just, you know, we got their family together to do some lines and it's great, but it's doesn't sound very convincing. Right. It's somewhere in that middle realm. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. somewhere in the middle realm where like these guys can read professionally, but they're not, you know, B movie status basically. Um yep. but the writing writing's pretty the writing bad. is expository. Yeah. It gets it's, the job it, done. It gets you from A to B, and it does what it needs to. But it's just, I guess what I'm saying is I'm warning people, don't go in here expecting Disco Elysium-level interactions with characters and stuff. You're no, not going to get it. No. But what you will get is that freelancer vibe of do, do missions, lots of side missions, come back to a, a brand-new spaceport, find out they have hardware you want, buy that, sell a bunch of your shit, Um the the controls in the game are not meant to be simish. They're meant to be 
very accessible in arcadey, which I think is a strength of the game because I don't want to get bogged down in that. I just want to get out there into space and I want to own the place. Um, and the Diablo vibe is real. You're getting color graded uh, gear floating down around in space. And a lot of it's random. I blow up a random you know box out there or an enemy and it poops out a, a better rail gun or you know some other piece of hardware that I really need. And that is super addicting because you're like, oh shit, if I can just get one more of this, one more crank up on this and the numbers just go up, right? So you're just seeing like stuff get better and better and you're selling the bad shit and keeping the good shit and then going out and fighting some more. And um, it's beautiful. It's a gorgeous, speaking of Unreal, big Unreal Engine game. Um, The first game was like that too. But you got to remember, if you loved the first game, I have a warning to people. Uh, I have also, well, I have a warning. I have good news and bad news. If you loved the first game, you may not like this game very much. Because this game is not that game. This game is like straight up for real space faring quest driven missions. You know, you're, 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 you're playing freelancer. You're playing, I don't know. I'm trying to make another good example. You're playing a Diablo. Like it's to me, it's, 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 it's not an ARPG. It's, it's different, but basically it's like, uh, here's quest go yeah, and kill, like just kill things. And I, if you accidentally kill friendlies, and they turned enemy. It's okay. It's fine. It's all yeah. it's, it's, it's fine. Like yeah. you're right. <laughs> you know? You're right. Like it's just you just go and kill things. Um, it has a bit of the space stuff where it's like it has loot boxes. Like you have to put power cells into power sockets, and then you get like a coffin, like a you know some storage bin that's been lost mm-hmm. in the the grim dark of the universe. And and you know there's nodes to mine, and you know there's little things to mine in these ARPGs too. Like it, it's it's. 100 percent an arpg yeah i agree everything levels up you level up your perks level up everything yeah it's just an arpg except you're a spaceship that's and and the, fir- the first i would say i don't think there's many people honestly scott they're gonna be like it needs to be like part one i think anyone who played part one will play this and just love the taste i hope so part one part one was ftl with it, uh, it was good but it wasn't so good it's not like you're taking hades and turning it into a visual right. novel only right and you're like well that's missing some of the stuff I liked about the franchise. Right. I think this was a good, cause I played the first one a bit too. It just never hooked me. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Me. It's just a roguelike, but this thing. is like, this, yeah. this is like got me by the nostrils. You know, I'm just like, Oh my God. Yeah. Same. Uh, well, we agree then. And I'm really happy to hear you like it. Cause I know I, I preached it far and wide. Um, it's and, good. If you like, have and game- even like the, the bad writing and dialogue, like at a certain point, I just started to get into it. Like they've done a good enough job to be like, now do this, now do this, now do, we're going to build our base. Like it, it actually, you kind of get over it and notice it less and are just happy to have a task list and some voice acting in this game. Like I don't, this game, it's a long shot that a game like this gets made an RPG space shooter. Like this is the one you're getting. Like yeah. <laughs> it's not like we're going to get a, one of these every year. Like this is, yeah. this is going to last us at least a decade. And, and clearly, clearly a ton of, thought and love and and a very passionate dev team like you can just feel it uh throughout the process of early access definitely they were always communicating with people i'm really stoked about what was happening i'm good the good news is it does play on steam deck i would argue that it could be optimized a bit i'm getting a weird kind of drift on my ship that i don't get on pc that's happening on steam deck i'm sure they'll iron that out and they've said as much they're going to optimize it for that but obviously they need to hurry you know get it out and be done with the um the main version but 
It's super cool. I suspect this will end up on consoles as well, so some of you won't have to wait too long for it. Omega Nine X, because he was in my chat, I was streaming it yesterday. Spoiled stuff because I didn't really spoil stuff, but apparently there is some like there's a necromancer ship. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it, there's some bizarre stuff. Like, it's not just like let's do simulator guns. It's like you'll be. I have the alt you start with. I think we all start. You have the Palpatine. Yeah, just the normal cannon, ship. <laughs> just yeah. electricity everywhere. Like it's. It's arcadey and weird and just more meant to be fun and flashy than it is meant to be like a simulator of anything. Yeah. So. And so where they make the depth, the depth comes from, I'm going to loot everything and spec myself out. Awesome. Like it's, that's where it's, yeah. it's again, it's like you, the Diablo comparison is a fair one. You're like, yeah, it's not a three quarter review. Uh, it's not one to one. Like it's not, no. you know, a clone, but right. it's inspired. Yeah. Yeah, I think if you guys like anything like Rebel Galaxy 1 or 2, if you like uh, Freelancer, the old Freelancer games or any of that stuff, this thing is a love letter to that and you should be playing it. I would highly recommend it. I could have sworn I owned this. In fact, I thought you had gifted me a code at one point, but... I thought I did too, did I not? It might have been Rebel Galaxy. Maybe I could have sworn you gifted me this game. I even went looking in discord to see if you did. And I was like, I don't see it. Um, I could have sworn I had it. Apparently I don't have it. You don't have it at all. Do you have a code no. still? Maybe I give you a code. No, you just never... I couldn't find it. I couldn't find anything. I don't know. We'll make, we'll look after the show. Weird. I, have I a want of this that. game. Um, <laughs> I, but I was like, yeah, I'm going to play it. I was, I was going to say like, this was a great reminder for me to install it. And I went to install it and it isn't on my computer. I was like, <laughs> I want this game so bad. Yeah. Um, so, I, but yeah, that sounds cool. As it's hell. really I good. I want Space Diablo. So it's been a thing yeah, I've no, wanted for um, a while. You're going to get it's it. Definitely, it's definitely good. I would say I have one criticism. You had your one criticism. I'm going to have mine. All right. Um, I hope they keep working on it. They don't need it in there by launch. But I think a little bit of multiplayer would make this game extra fun. Oh, that like could be cool. Like, yeah. Know, like, yeah, running a if, option for us to run a server, or just at least some drop and drop out multiplayer. Like I think, I don't need it, but I kind of wish the possibility was there. Yeah, it makes you think that maybe when we get around to, um, end game, it would be cool if there was some way to extend the universe and get more people in space raids against giant Cthulhu monsters or something. I yeah, mean, that's probably not happening in this game, but. That if they make a lot of money off this, that would be you know put some in game shit in there and let's yeah. go. Or Space Three is like full on MMO or something that that finally makes a space MMO fun and not just a spreadsheet. That that might just be my Diablo Four depression talking. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Uh, this one's great. So do kit check it out, you guys. Everspace Two out now. Uh, there it is. Okay, let's get to the games we played individually. I uh, finally. I don't know what took me so long. I finally played Midnight Suns, Marvel's Midnight Suns. Hell yeah. Finally. Hooray. Nobody cared about it anymore, so Scott was there to, yep. to pick it up. Pick it up at Actually, the end. I, I shouldn't have been shocked, but I was as shocked as as it didn't make as much waves as I thought it should. I it think they're shocked by that. I think, I think the Firaxis is a little shocked because sales were not what they projected. Um, it's a Marvel IP. It's... Yeah, it's critically it's original as shit. Yeah, crit- I guess maybe it's very expensive, and it seemed like an experiment. If I had to guess, maybe I don't know. But they, Goodbye. I mean, they the critics loved it. It's not like it was a panned game. Nope. I mean, I got out of the. I had that one of those hype window problems with it, where I just I just couldn't get into the moment. 
but now that the moment right. sort of passed, um, that's well, a really... it was our, our fault because it wasn't the you know I don't know there wasn't that much hype like it came out. Yeah, I guess you guys like, were my hype. Doesn't exist. You, like, were you the... heard about it from us the <laughs> yeah. most probably. Yeah, the hype was coming from inside the house. But um, it was uh, it's a real piece of shit. Just kidding, it's great. That game is real good. <laughs> uh, I you were right about just the purity of that combat. So good, the the just using cards and and then taking aim like simple. Just the or simple Spider Man flipping like a web on an object and whacking somebody with it is so satisfying. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The only bummer is if I was going to wait this long. I should have waited to buy it because I bought it back when it was new for 60 bucks and it's been on sale constantly for around 30 or 29. And and even the day I played it, finally played it on the day I played it. It was on sale for like 29.99 or something on steam, but whatever, doesn't matter. Um, It is really good. Yeah, it's very good. I'm not super deep yet. Um, Probably a couple hours of gameplay in, but uh I actually like the story. I know we talked a little bit about how it's a little over verbose sometimes, but I'm not seeing that yet. Maybe that kicks in later, but so far I'm enjoying the story and the banter. And um, uh, yeah, the card combat's great. I mean, basically they made a super high-end IP-based, really polished Slay the Spire. Um, that's That's what it itches for me or scratches for me. Is I mean, that it's more on the Gordian quest thing because it's a long term RPG, but yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. you could do a roguelike. I, in fact, I was kind of hoping there'd be a roguelike mode, roguelite mode at some point with mm-hmm. this game. Oh, you know what? I almost forgot. So, Bo's one of the things you miss about Diablo or love about Diablo is flying numbers, right? Damage numbers, yeah. Um, just so we mentioned it, Everspace 2 has damage numbers that fly out of yep. your ship. So. Thumbs up. Yeah. Approval time for another. Bo. I have die on my fingers. Still, <laughs> another but, one. Yeah. Oh yeah, look at you. Blue. We got the yeah. blue thumb of approval. I, I, I literally dyed my hair. That's why I was late. Uh, it's like I blew myself. <laughs> That's why you were late. Okay. Yeah. But um, <laughs> like the color blue. Everyone oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, Midnight Suns is great. I know we've talked about it to death. I don't have a ton to add because you guys were right. It's very good, and I'm excited to keep playing that. And that game is terrific on Steam Deck, like mind-blowingly yeah, perfect for that device. And it's it's made me stay up way too so late. Have you unlocked any extra heroes yet, or are you still working with the main crew? Still the main early crew, so it's still like... Uh, still a lot of heroes, but, you know, because... Right. The good ones come later. Captain America's great. Captain Marvel's great. Spider-Man. Yeah. I guess right now my most fun I'm having with Wolverine. is probably... I didn't expect to enjoy Doctor Strange as much as I'm enjoying him. Because he's kind of a yeah. turd anyway. Like his, his character's yeah. a turd. But his his cards are fun. Really freaking fun. And he's really good. I like Blade a lot. Um, Have you Yeah, Blade is really yet? good for the first bit. I, yeah. uh, he got a little rough near the end. Oh, really? Well, okay. he's busy. He's got he's got his own little personal storyline. I think it's adorable. Well, uh, as far as a character, let me let me say my criticisms of Blade in this game are purely on a um, 
he starts strong from a gameplay perspective and he ends weak from a gameplay perspective from a character and story perspective blade (laughs) is maybe the best character in the game like he literally starts a club he's awesome he's blade is amazing in this video game the the full analysis i completely concur with yes absolutely it's great uh role-playing character not as interested in the late game to play freaking blade with the sword and gun. Yeah. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah. I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Omega 9X says he hears the writing sucks, so he's not going to pay whatever for it. I don't think it's that bad. The writing doesn't suck. There's a lot of it. There's just a lot. The issue is there's a lot of it, but it isn't. It's expository, but it's a nice balance. They have talented writers for that one. It's good. There's genuinely laugh out loud moments, even like. I don't know. Maybe I'm not that sophisticated. Like, you know, Iron Man and Doctor Strange kind of trading jabs. Mm -hmm. There's nothing new. And Tony Stark kind of sounds like a Robert Downey alike. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when he's still calling him Doctor, why don't we ask Doctor Spooky over here what he thinks? I still get a (laughs) chuckle out of it. Like, it it works. (laughs) Yeah. There's definitely worse worse writing. And I just think the actual gameplay is phenomenal. Like, as a card game, the only criticism I have of it is that um, the progression, you, they've stretched it out to make it feel like a full meaty game, but like, I want more. Mm. Yeah. You know, I want more cards. I want more challenges. And so once all the DLC comes out, because the DLC comes not only with a hero, but with new missions, maybe new enemy types. Like there's a cliffhanger at the end of it, which I won't spoil for you maybe, but you know. Sure. There's some new villains also a part of it, I think. I don't know. But once that last Storm DLC comes out and they give me a bundle, I'm going to put my feet back in there. And that see that what first Green wants to do with them. that first game or that first fight with, uh, I assume there's more later, but that first fight with Fallen Venom is what really yeah. knocked it home for me because I went, oh my gosh, this is a rat. This was a rad boss fight. Like that was yeah. a cool bunch of shit to do. Especially when you think you're done and you're like, hell yeah, I did it. And then he's like, and it's like hey enemies get back up and regenerate all their health and you're like they do what now i'm sorry excuse me (laughs) yeah yeah no kidding and his whole thing where he's like twice where he's sticking people to the ground and they can't get up until you damage the the shit that's on them just a cool effect like they spared no expense on all that and it just feels so polished the tactics are good too you really have to think like as an XCOM spiritual successor you do have to think tactically as well yeah like well, you'll see later on, there'll be new enemy types, uh, Scott, like they all do different things and you have to adapt. Like you have to think you can't just the JRPG thing is I just click attack or my strongest spell and do it over and over again. Do they have a resistance that I modify the plan? Mm-hmm. This is like, I got to knock that guy into that guy. 
So yeah. then he hits the electricity and stuns the other guy. <laughs> you know, you're like, what's the optimal move here? Like, there's a lot of variability in the tactics, and it's it's good. Which is surprising, because when you first enter your first battle arena, you kind of have a feeling of, like, we're all just standing here. There's no cover, really. There's some, but it's not the same as no XCOM. Grid. There's no grid. Exactly. There's no grid. I'm not used to this sort of open combat, but you very quickly learn, oh, knock this knockback and this quick thing and all this other stuff like the and these elements around the arenas that can ca- cause all kinds of mayhem it really gets deep they, real they, quick i read an interview when they were talking before the launch of the game that like they sort of realized at one point that like oh superheroes don't need cover mm-hmm. yeah like, we can't rely on the XCOM like percentage chance to hit like they're always gonna hit they're super talented they don't need cover so we need to rethink how we do the challenges and i think they knocked it out of the park i mean i couldn't imagine coming up with a better answer to make a game like this like yeah, yeah. i i'd like to picture in my head the incredible hulk like ducked down behind a wall like <laughs> he never yeah. does that right like, and then jumps up and uh, destroys half the stage and it's just miss 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 yeah like you'd be but so mad you'd be so angry they do that they do that in the ip phone games though right where it's like they're derpy and they have the licensed ip but they don't really behave that much like mm-hmm. but this is like from nuts to bolts like they've thought about all the characters what their abilities do and they make a lot of sense it's and great. it feels good and tactical. This game is stellar. Like it's so good. Yeah, it's very it's travesty. Good. It's it's not played more or you know regarded more. I, I agree. I think they keep putting it on sale, hoping it just breaks through, has a breakthrough moment. The way that you know it's for different reasons, but Cyberpunk going on sale for thirty bucks for a chunk of time where they had finally sort of fixed it, and then everybody going nuts over it. Maybe they're trying to replicate that, but it's not the same problem. It's not the same hype. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to market a game, I guess, in this busy games world, but um, this is one not to miss, especially if it's on sale. Just freaking grab it. It's really, really good. Um, okay, I also played one of these. Work harder! Uh, yeah, I played a chore core game. This is uh, from a code sent to me by the developer for a game called Arena Renovation. And you probably can guess right now what that is. <laughs> it Works is harder. It's a it's a busy. Okay, so your job is to take an old like gym or workout center or uh, aerobics place that's all gone to crap. The walls are covered in you know, graffiti. There's a bunch of broken shit you can see on the screen here. I hate when your balls are covered in graffiti. I know it's the worst. You really need to put them away. Exactly. Um, Better than tattooing them, I suppose. That's true. That would hurt. Uh, you go in there with a sledgehammer and you break up all the garbage and you throw all the trash away and then you start uh, cleaning. Or you power wash the walls so you don't have the graffiti anymore and you start putting new flooring in and new walls in. Stop me if you've heard this before. It's one of those games. Um, it's an interesting take though and I'm having a good time with it. I didn't get a chance to get super far into this and I was only able to play for an hour but it has all the elements I like. I like you know tearing stuff down. Put new stuff you need up. to work on that hammer animation. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's not perfect. Yeah, the hammer animation is yeah. kind of bad. It feels okay, but it looks terrible. Um, it looks really awkward, I guess. Because you, 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 they kind of wind it back. It just looks like he's going like a magic wand, like touch. Yeah, touch. it's weird. It's fine. It's a video game. Who cares? It's also weird that stuff disappears with it. Like you hit a board and it goes away. There's also a lot of clipping right now. The game's got some bugs. It's not perfect, um, and it's not. This is not. This isn't in the kind of shape that, say, House Renovator is in, or um, how or House Flipper rather. 
Yeah. Um, Early access, I presume. Kind of. I think it might be full release, but they. But I feel they, like I've never seen a one of these games that isn't an early access. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, and there's a lot of them now. There was a whole article on Forbes or some some big art place was talking about how the, this this is like the hot trend right now, and that maybe I started to feel like I was ahead of the curve somehow because I hadn't heard, you know, that this was any. That big deal. games or yeah, just like chore core games. Game work as yeah. work as games like lawnmower simulator and pressure wash simulator and all that. Yeah, there's I mean, a lot of the work big that thing goes... is we need chore core to take off as the term. Yeah, like if we do if we place one mark on the video game industry, that's what I want. Right, there's call them the chore name. core games. Everybody, yeah, get on there. There's a, there's a lot of work though that goes into keyword research for these like smaller scale games like. I think if I don't know if any of us have a Steamworks account, I've only been thinking about it because you know I'm tooling around with the whole game dev a little right, bit, right? right? And right. it's like if you get those accounts, I think you get access to like you know keyword data, just like you would for making your YouTube videos get more views, et cetera, et cetera. So if you like have a development time of a year, you can kind of hit like a keyword soup that's like the genres the hybridization of like certain genres and make it. And that might be what's going on here. That it's like, right. You know, we're seeing so many games because there's a, a thirst for them. For example, I think one of the worst ones to perform is actually 2d platformer. Do not Mm. make a 2d platformer on steam. It will not sell really unless it's unless it's viral, unless you're like a triple a studio making something huge. But why is that? That's weird. I like 2D platforms. I was uh, looking at a site that was just analyzing. It's like roguelike deck builders sells a ton. Strategy, you know, like city building strategy sells a ton. Huh. Um, visual novels uh, doesn't sell that much. But there's a lot of them, but sells better than a 2D platformer. Weird. Yeah. So like, you know, what it looks like on the storefront or what your opinion is, is doesn't actually match up with sales data, right? So a lot of people have access. I think you have, it's, a, it's through Steamworks. I mean, probably you could even get it there, but like, you know, if you're trying to make money and make a game, then you're just going to hit the keywords that are so popular. Do, right? Does Metroidvania count in the 2D platformer category? Do you know? Um, like, do they not uh, do well or something? They probably no, go hand no, in hand. No, 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 no. Metroid, Metroidvania would be its own thing. Okay. Um, and um, specifically rogue lights, which a lot of them are 2D, would also be its own keyword. Like, when you're looking at 2D platforms, you're thinking of like Mega Man, Spider-Man, uh, Byro and Rayman, like stuff like that are 2D progression games. Yeah. I, I don't, I haven't drilled down in that level of detail, but I think Metroidvanias, I can't remember what I saw on the graph or the article that I was reading, but I'm pretty sure Metroidvanias sell quite well, actually. Well, good. I just got one of those called Curse of the Sea Rats, and uh, it looks really delightful, and I was hoping that they do well. So I'll probably talk about it next week when I've had a chance to play it. Yeah. But no, I just, I mean, like making your version of Mario or something that's left to right or Mario. Sorry. Yeah. No, look, you're in trouble every time Pasta. you say it. Yeah. We get emails. Every anyway, time. sorry to distract you from what you were talking about with your game, but yeah. there are a lot of the, you're right. There are a lot. Like, Have you gone back to gas station simulator at all? I have a little bit here and there. Just see some updates. Yeah. Uh, they got a cafe or is it a food trucks? I can't remember. They got a food truck or a cafe simulator. I really want to try that same developer. They're just churning them out too. They're making like two of these a month, <laughs> which is a little bit weird. I mean, I, you know, like at some point it can get shovel wary and I worry about that. Um, this game feels like an extension. It almost feels like DLC to house flipper in that. It's like, you could almost see a DLC called house flipper arena DLC. 
And now I'm making better arenas for this gym in this local the town. Best case scenario is they take all these disparate assets they made for each game and com- amalgamate it into one super game eventually. Yeah. Yeah. And everything simulators they have. Yeah. <laughs> and it's online and you can play in VR and it's perfect. Big fan though. Um, I really like it. Uh, so, so far, uh, so far, so good. Arena Renovator uh, or Renovation, you can find it on uh, Steam currently. Um, let's see. John, you played a thing I was supremely curious about because it was supposed <laughs> to be a joke and then it got like the best reviews of the week and I can't understand what happened. So tell us about the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, so I... I saw this. We put it, I put it in news originally. And then when I put it in news, I was like, why am I not going to play it? It's free. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was supposed to be an April fool's day joke, which, you know, we didn't talk about any of that stuff because I think most of us probably don't care about it. Um, but there is one type of April fool's day joke that I do appreciate. And that is when somebody just decides to actually make something mm. like that to me I will always appreciate it. I think it's a great day to do stupid stuff. And Sega put out a game called The Murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. And it is a uh it is a murder mystery um where uh you play a, a little fox-like character that you name who works on a train that hosts events. And Sonic and his friends come through for Amy's birthday, and they're going to have a murder mystery. Is, and is Big the, the Cat game, involved? Just tell me if Big the Cat is involved at all. So far, no Big ah, the Cat. Shit. There are many okay. characters. Big the Cat has not shown up yet. Okay. Um, Fair enough. But I, but I will say this. like, uh, There is some slight suggestion that Sonic might actually be dead. Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know what's going on exactly. Like, I'll say this. The story's really compelling. Um, I do think I've already solved the murder uh, mystery, but we'll we'll see. I don't want to spoil it. I'm going to keep playing it because honestly, like, it's it's pretty good. It's made me laugh a couple of times. Like, it's goofy, dumb fun. It acknowledges some really dumb, silly things about Sonic the Hedgehog and its characters. And... Uh, it's kind of charming. Like there, there's a weird, dumb trope where when they want you to collect evidence uh, so far in every car I've been in, the trash can has been selectable mm. and I have always picked it first. <laughs> and my character always goes, there's always something hidden in the trash and there's nothing ever hidden in the trash. And tails is like, yeah, it's weird. There's nothing in here. And you always say that there's always something in the trash, but it hasn't happened yet. And then you go to the next one and tails is like, you know, I'm really kind of getting worried about you in this weird obsession with looking through the trash for things because it's not panning out. Wow. Um, it's charming and funny, and uh, it's not deep. Uh, I'll say this. Probably my least favorite thing about it is the part where it decides it wants to be more active than a point-and-click adventure game. So when you are presenting evidence, so the very first mystery is like, you want to call Amy out on her shit. Cause she's lying to you. Uh, she's pretending like you're just trapped in this room, but you very quickly realize that Amy made some stories up. And so it's how it's teaching you how to present evidence and all of that and how to interrogate somebody. And when you present the evidence, instead of just like, you have to figure it out logically, 
it goes into what's supposed to be your brain, which is uh, it's called like the brain gear or something like that. It's kind of a riff on the game gear. Mm-hmm. And you play this weird isometric collect rings Sonic game in your brain. Okay. And you have a certain number of rings you have to get in order to form a coherent thought and present your evidence accurately. And while it's a little silly, I actually think that that game is uh, not fun and kind of stupid. Mm, Like, mm. uh, I'm going to be honest, I'm way more invested in just the point and click adventure of this game. And I turned on invincibility and I don't feel bad about it. Oh, Um, so here. Oh, you just got it. You just had it right here. You go back to that. Like, there's the isometric game. And you just you just move Sonic back and forth and you just collect rings and it tells you how many rings you need to be smart. Oh. And then you and then you accuse them of stuff. <laughs> um, I don't think it's particularly fun. They It does change up, but I, I kind of just been enjoying the story. And so I'm just kind of point and clicking my way through it and I'm not worrying about that dumb mini game. Mm. Um, but is it's it- really charming. The art's good. And honestly the story is compelling like they have presented this thing where like everybody was getting ready for the murder mystery but then something weird happened and you find sonic's body and he's talking but he's just like your character is like i think he might actually be hurt and sonic's like just gonna sleep for a while and then he stops talking and stops moving And your character's going up to other people and saying, like, do you think Sonic's really hurt? And they're like, nah, he's tough. I'm sure he's fine. And so there is this like small shred of doubt of, like, is there going to be a dark twist in this game? And people are going to be like, yeah, all right, come on, Sonic. Let's go. Wow. Sonic? (laughs) He's not going to make it. Might really be dead. Uh, Some shocking news. Sonic might be dead. It's bad news. I don't know. You got to play to find out and you got to play to find out who did it, even though I'm pretty sure I know who did it. Um, It's worth uh, some stories. Don't add up right from the get go. Mm. And uh, I'm on the case. I think it's I think it's cool. I think it's charming. It's free. Go. If you think this is dumb and worth investigating, go play it for free. Uh, It is charming and it is genuinely made me chuckle a couple times. Um, I'm having a good time. Here's the the wild thing to finish this game. This is a wild thing. But the April Fool's game, uh, the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog, which is a April Fool's thing. But like John said, it's a thing they made. Right. So it's a game. It's a real game is the highest ranked Sonic the Hedgehog game in the history of Steam reviews, no other Sonic. So the April Fool's game has a higher rating than anything else they've ever put there. Like ever. Well, this goes back to what I've said about Blizzard. Just make the game. Just, just make, make something game. stupid. Don't get precious about it. Don't just, just make a game. Kind of you, agree. You have already ground your credibility into the earth. There's no reason to be precious about it. Anytime you think, hey, we got a cool IP. What if we just just do it? Don't yep. what if just do it. Yep. Be the Nike of video games. Just make it, especially if you're a big company like Blizzard. But Sega's there, too. You made a game where Sonic kissed a real human girl and that was weird. Yep. You've hit the bottom of the barrel. Just make the game, Sega. Doesn't <laughs> matter what it is anymore. Just make the game. Make you already it. have Sonic making out with women. Just make a game. You want to make him die in a train? Do it. 
I have a and prediction. That's the policy that they need to Here's have. Here's my prediction. Next year, we're talking about the sequel to this game and that it costs money and everyone's going to be mad that now it's not free. That's going to oh, happen. Probably. Because yeah, this is doing so well. Yeah. Uh, real quick, it's only six people on that team that made this. They're all part of what's called the the Sega Social Team. And uh, it's a Sega it's development team. It's genuinely yeah. fun and uh, enjoyable. And like kind of self-aware in a dumb way. Uh, there's a part where you interrogate Knuckles and uh, you're like, what are you doing over by that arcade machine, Knuckles? And he's like, it's broken. I'm trying to fix it. And you look at it and it's like, this arcade machine was clearly damaged by someone hitting it. And standing right next to it is Knuckles with his big ass fists. And you're like, hey, Knuckles, I think you <laughs> think you hit that arcade machine. And he goes, what makes you think that? And the character literally just stops and everyone's just quiet. They're like, because your name is Knuckles and look at your hands. You, you clearly punched this thing. That's great. I like that they lean into it. Nothing also, the arcade that. game was Super Monkey Ball. There's a lot of discussion about Super Monkey Ball in this game. Oh, that's so great, too. Worth knowing as well. All Sonic discussions should include a little Monkey Ball. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad some of somebody played it because I was extremely curious about it. It's not my game type at all, but I'm happy to hear it's fun. Uh, Bo, you're in the middle of your Diablo 4 depression. Uh, what have you done to uh, yeah, help really? I just want to say it hit, it's hit really hard. And I, the list here is just stuff that aren't Diablo 4 that I, I'm playing out of desperation. Yeah. Out of comfort, but, you know, sure. Dark Tide. I'm having a good time with Dark Tide, but. Yeah. I, I got into Valheim. Actually, that doesn't count. Valheim, I'm actually curious to start to get back in there. So I'm, I'm, I'm picking. Did up they Valheim. do a new content update or what happened there? Yeah, Mistlands is out, but um, I took down my server. I backed up the server and I took it down and um, sort of starting from scratch uh, hmm. a little bit. So I was, I'm not, I'm not using the same character, but I kind of just, oh, the the thing about Mistlands is like you shouldn't with the update, even though you could experience Mistlands. It is better. They highly recommend you start from a new world file because it won't generate the same density. There's like issues. You're better off starting a new save file. And there's some memes going around about people complaining at not enough content. And it's like, did you start a new save file? No, there's your problem. Uh, they had so, the same, they had the same recommendation fine. for uh, Everspace 2, by the way. They said if you had a previous save, you, that you don't have to do it, but you're probably going to run into problems. So we highly recommend it. So yeah. I did. I started over. It's early access. It's you know that's that's how it's supposed to be. Yep. So I'm fine with it. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, no. Uh, and Valheim's fun. It's a pleasure. Like, you want to hang out in the meadows and make cabins. That's like the main draw. So <laughs> it's actually just fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Playing Dark Tide. Playing a bit of D two R. Playing a bit of D three. And um, uh, the other thing is uh, War Tales, April 12th. So oh, yeah, it's probably dude. next week. So I'm, I'm hoping that's there. But honestly, thank you, Scott. I mean, hoping that's there to sort of relieve my I miss you Diablo 4. But <laughs> actually, Ever Everspace kind of scratched that itch real nice. Yeah. Forgot about Diablo 4 as, as, as I was playing and uh, enjoyed that. But not much more to, to talk about. All right. The usual, no, usual uh, no big updates on uh, Lake Run, I assume. Uh, uh nothing big. Um Diablo 4 derailed all my game dev study. Like <laughs> that all stopped with the Diablo 4 beta weekend and the second beta weekend and I'm in my depression so I haven't really picked it up yet. Yeah. I have done I mean I added one thing. Do you guys want to see one thing? It's very small. <laughs> yeah. But, 
I do. I do. Because while you're bringing that up, I can tell people, because the chat reminded me I didn't talk about it. I totally forgot. Carter and I, my daughter and I, this last weekend finished that Bokura game, the uh, uh, the, the one that you play co- cooperatively. And on her screen, it's beautiful meadow. And on my screen, it's a horrible robot nightmare. But we're in the same place. That whole thing. We talked about it all last week, if you guys don't remember. But anyway, we beat it. And someone in the chat says, how'd you find the last parts? I thought the last the last puzzle was impossibly hard. We got it, so obviously it's not impossible, but it was improbably hard. Um and weirdly hard and compared to everything else, it felt like a real a little bit a bit of a spike there that I wasn't super happy with, but overall I liked how the game played. The story though, I don't know who wrote that thing, but they need to get some help. And I don't mean it's badly written. I mean they're it's freaking weird. Like weird enough that you'd be like, "Are you okay? Are you doing all right? Do you need? Do you just need a well check? Can we come around and make sure you're you're fine?" That is very odd, and I don't know if that's just translation. It's a Japanese developer, and who knows if the English is right. But Bokura is an amazing game with one of the weirdest endings I've ever seen. All right, Bo. Now, now back to you. What do we got here? Super Lake Run. Yeah. Update. So, um, yeah, right. It's the game you all know and love. Right. You've seen the experience <laughs> bar. I have a shade. You've seen the shader when mm-hmm. I highlight my mouse over the. Fish, maybe that's new, but when I highlight the mouse over the fish, yeah, you get a light you see bar. The health bar, and you see the light up just like you would in Diablo or Heroes of the Storm. Mm-hmm. And the new thing is that thing you're seeing right there when I kill the fish, it spawns a salmon steak. Oh, what? It's floating, and then I pick it up. It doesn't do anything when I pick it up, but the idea is you know, you're gonna kill the fish and then eat the food and regenerate poo meter. So there's a cycle of shitting on fish. Oh, I leveled up there. Yeah. Um, the cycle of shitting on fish, then eating the poo-soaked steaks from the water right? and replenishing poo. Okay. So that's that's the one thing I added. It actually took me a little while to, like, you know, hook it all up and stuff. But there we go. You got fish steaks. Does every fish, steaks. Does every fish uh, offer up a, a steak when you've killed them? Yeah, it's there's no loot table. It's just it's one to one. You kill a fish, you get a steak, and it flo- it floats to the top of where the water is. Are you going to do color coded? Uh, uh, eventually, have color coded uh, ranks of of food f- fish. Like you know, ooh, this one's purple. I I better eat that one, or this one's yellow. Yeah, like maybe maybe there'll be some poison ones, and you got to be like, oh, I jump over that one. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. No, that's great. Yeah. Like, I, love and it. I think th- I don't want it to be like innocent fish you're shitting on. Like it's I, I maybe want like demon fish or undead skeleton bone fish, you know, so some poisony fish guys, you probably don't want to eat their poo or their mm-hmm. steak. Yeah. Yeah. Don't eat. Well, yeah. they're all in the same boat. They're all in the same soup. So you're kind of eating poo, but okay. Let me ask you this. Uh, will you have, how was it? What was it? Oh, you're going to have uh, numbers, damage numbers fly out of the fish. Is that an ultimate goal? Yeah. Are you seeing the damage numbers now? No. It's not super clear, but there are damage numbers. Oh no. Oh, I see the little yellowy. Uh, they're just not super bright. Yellows, yellows crit and white is regular numbers. I haven't, there's not a lot of finesse to this game. It's, you know, I'm just working on fundamentals, getting it running. I love it so much. <laughs> yeah. There's no num- damage numbers coming out of the fish for sure. Yeah. I can't. I, I mean, you know, every time you show me this, I'm actually kind of blown away. I think it's great, like yeah, legitimately. I think the major issue. You see, when I shoot a poo, yeah, how poo splashes. You see, there's a poo splash. Yeah, yeah. So right now, it always angles to the right, even if I shoot it that way. Like I don't really. I'm not happy with how the f- poo splash angles. Yeah. So 
So that's probably a whole day's work trying to figure out how that works. See so if no matter whatever angle it hits, it'll it'll refract Opera the other way. Slash, uh, poo physics. Yeah. Physics. Yeah. Poo yeah. physics. Shaders, really. It's not physics, but whatever. <laughs> I think this is so good. I can barely stand it. All right. Uh, well, then good. We got that's an update. But, you know, that's the that's the update. I, I added salmon. That's added all, salmon sticks. You already made a game that's a better than a lot of mobile games I've played. Like, for, <laughs> oh, thanks for real. That's yeah. a better time to game. monetize it. Bob. Yeah, time to get some. Uh, I mean, I feel like it does. It looks have like more. you're out of poo for only a hundred dollars. Best value, you can buy fifty nine poo energy. To- <laughs> <laughs> best value. Yep. Uh, what would you include in the hundred dollar poo value? The ninety nine ninety nine one, probably. Oh, uh, nothing like just energy. That's it. That's the it. Ability to play yeah, the game. The ability to, all they would, put behind the paywall for mobile games is: it, Do you want to play the game more? Give us money. It yeah. would be pepperoni. Like you'd have to load up on a pepperoni stick or two in order to play a level. Let's say. Gotcha. Okay. So you buy a, a best value buy one hundred pepperonis. Yep. And then it's ten pepperonis to play. I love it. Level. I love it. It's amazing. Uh, continue your great work because I can't wait to see the end result. Let's all go and ruminate on what we've seen and take a break. When we come back, there will be more from Core. We've got uh, an awesome uh, Dear Martha coming up, so watch for that. we got some other news of note, some texts, a phone call about the Deckard Kane class. Oh, man, so much oh, to do and say still. So we'll get right to it and get right back after this break. Stay tuned. All right, we're back. How is your mom tonight? She doing all right? She uh, hanging she's great. Out. She's here. She's uh, hi, mom. Scott's asking about you. Well, I tell her I hope she's well. She's doing well. We got new chairs for the deck. Yeah. Today it was, it's her birthday today. Actually. Oh, happy birthday to mom! So the family was over and we had a nice little visit. Nice and all that. Yeah. And then you had Cora, and you said, "Get out, everybody! I have a podcast <laughs> out of to here. Do. I gotta <laughs> do a show." Yep. Nothing wrong with that. All right, we're back. It's time uh, for a Dear Martha, and good news. Uh, John's got one. He's got one prepared here. It's all very exciting. Uh, John, any setup or special needs here or anything? No, just set the bar low for this week. All right. It's a bar low. <laughs> uh, we can do the bar low. Let's do the bar low and uh, begin with the music. Here we go. My dearest Martha, this month we are covering the very obscure magazine Sizzagi issue number one. Anyway, look at this cover, Martha. When do you think this magazine is from? The 70s? The 80s? Maybe cresting the early 90s. Well, you would be wrong. This abomination is from fall of the year 2000. Jeez. This is the weirdest magazine I've ever seen, Martha. All this time travel means I've gotten very used to what gaming magazines are supposed to look like. And this is not it. Well, it was just 30 years prior. And I'm not just talking about the cover art, Martha. Look at the first story they feature in this magazine. It's the rise and fall of vectors. Talking about arcade cabinets from the 70s. Which is fine. But flip forward in the magazine and read a review for Resident Evil Code Veronica on the Dreamcast. But that's the thing. It is all this 
low-res black and white throughout the entire magazine. It's like someone inherited their great-grandfather's printing press and said, I'm making a gaming magazine, and it all looks terrible. <laughs> this magazine features a look at a game called Soldier of Fortune, and normally I'd be a little iffy on sharing screenshots from that game, despite how old it is. But in this magazine, who knows what you're even looking at? Uh... <laughs> I feel like, like I'm just harping on it. In all honesty, the idea of a gaming magazine is ready to talk about the old arcade days as well as the modern consoles is actually a neat idea. But at the same time, it all just looks so bad. <laughs> or boring. Or bad and boring. Anyway... We need an ad, and the magazine only really featured one, which was for Diablo 2, which was clearly printed on the back because it's the only other color image in the whole thing. Evil has certainly survived, and it made me read this magazine. Yours in time, <laughs> S. Beckett 2000. <laughs> That's actually one of my favorites that you've done. That's great. I can't believe this existed. It's a it's like somebody's personal high school zine or something, man. Yeah, Syzygy magazine. Boy, it's uh I don't know. I tried to find out information about it and I couldn't. Sometimes I'll be able to learn like, oh, well this is the history of it. It came from this and this publisher and all that. It's actually very little information that I found on this. Um people No Wikipedia page. It. Yeah, Not that I saw, little. but um, I mean, how many people bought and read that? <laughs> realistically, I mean, there's a I there's a I whole volume one and multiple. Oh yeah, it's to- twenty three issues. So to me, it's like one of those things that you know when you have a good idea or you think you do, and then you tell people and they're just not impressed by it. Yeah. <laughs> no syzygy. It's it really is the the next big thing. Mm-hmm. Nobody's. It's a horrible name. How do you remember the name Syzygy? What does it even mean? Like, I'm it's, assuming uh, it has something to do with the alignment of the Earth and the Moon. Oh, here it is: an alignment of three celestial bodies, such as the Sun, Moon, and Earth, during an eclipse. Also, a podcast where real life actual astroneer does blah 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 blah. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, and they have a whole episode list. So this is a thing, and then the, and there's a podcast about it. So, so still trying. Someone's still trying to make Syzygy a thing. Yeah, they're trying to make it a still thing. Going, yeah. I'm not going to listen to it. What is this? <laughs> I never heard of this before I mean, in my life. It's We've, just hard to know what you're getting into unless that was a thing people knew what that word was. Yeah, that's wild. I don't know. I don't know. Just, I knew I had heard it recently. I heard it when I was playing that. Um, so I talked about it on core that history of Atari yeah. game where it gave you the whole thing. Right. Um, it was an original name. Syzygy co was an arcade game engineering company co-founded by Nolan Bushnell. It was the original Atari name. Oh, so this is a, and they, and they probably named it cause they thought, Oh, a eclipse of three heavenly bodies is cool. It's a synergy. <laughs> yeah. It's a whatever. Yeah. I could see it now. Oh man. That's wild. I wonder if, uh, Bushnell had anything to do with the magazine. There was a time where he was supposed to get into publishing. Maybe this is the result of that. I don't know. That Diablo 2 ad is fire, though. It's so it's good. It's great, right? <laughs> yeah, what like, an ad. Based on everything we've seen, like, it's just, you know, it's yeah, it's actually really good. It's pretty yeah. good. But the way this magazine's laid out, it feels like they had to contact Blizzard directly and say, do you want to advertise over here? Like, it's so low rent, everything in there. Like, mm-hmm. uh, what color is it going to be in? Well, low res black and white. 
Now, I have a feeling you're picturing low resolution. Mm. Think several degrees lower yeah. resolution than that. Well, like I bad cannot believe they bad photocopier. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They bother with screenshots. Like that's the thing. Is at first I was reading it, and I was like, "This is from the 2000s." I was like, "All right, well, they're talking about old arcade games and all that." And then I got to a section where they're showing off screenshots, and it was just like, "What are you doing? Yeah, this isn't serving anybody. <laughs> Nobody's gonna go out and buy a game because Syzygy offered this like." muddled black and white look at a modern pc game like yeah. oh my god that's wild well i feel like i learned something though the name and now i have a better understanding of it someone in the chat says there's a twitch stream with the syzygy name so mm. that's that's a thing mm. it was oh. also an episode of the x files going back to what we talked about early earlier syzygy a robot character from the video game unreal tournament 2003 whoa bringing it all back together today that's impressive all right. Uh, well, let's move on. We got some other news. Dark and Darker, a game that a bunch of listeners told us, especially during the demo period that uh, Steam just got through with, that that was going to be the hot new thing and that we should all play it and get it. And it looked like a really hard uh, first-person dungeon crawler thing where you had to co-op with each other. And it got pulled from Steam. And then things got even weirder. Uh, yeah, this is a this is a like kind of crazy story. Um, oh, I can hear myself. Can you? you shouldn't. Hello. Do you? Hello. Do you can hear I hear myself. myself? No. Hello. I don't, know. I don't hear myself. Oh no, it's good now. We're good. Okay. We're good. Okay. okay. I'm right. becoming capable of speaking if I hear myself at the same time. I just <laughs> shut down, like putting a piece of cheese on a cat's head. Like I just, I just stop. Wait, is that a thing? Um, Hold on, back up. You put cheese on a cat's head and it's, it can't do anything. Is that a thing? Yeah, that's true. Everybody go try it with this. your cat right now. I've never done that. Okay, anyway, sorry. Continue. You want on. to be responsible for everybody going and putting cheese on their cat's head. Wonderful. Um, no, so this is a bit of a, a an odd duck because uh, we do have a bit of a David versus Goliath story. We've got a lot of weird business. People are definitely getting very tribal about it because we, uh, you know, you got a company that people don't like versus a smaller independent company that people do like, and a game people are excited about getting pulled. Yeah. Um, but so basically, Nexon, they're the company that has made stuff like Maple Story and stuff like that. Um, they were working on a project that they wound up scrapping. Um, possibly related to this, we don't know. The code for that project is what was in development, got leaked. Mm. And people who left Nexon went on to form Iron Mace to create Dark and Darker, mm. uh, which is a game very much like that canceled project. Mm. Uh, so Nexon immediately turned around Um said that they stole company assets, issued a cease and desist. Uh, there was enough there, apparently, to get Steam to pull it down. Iron Mace says, we didn't do that. Everything we've used has been freely available or worked on outside of the company. But we don't know. Like, right. there's enough things there to go, well, you worked for the company on a game very similar to the game you went on to make. There's a logic there. Like, you... You invest your heart into something, you want to make it. There's also a logic there that says, hey, maybe some of that work you did is now in this game. We're going to have to wait and see. At the end of the day, if you were excited about Dark and Darker, this muddies the water and it sucks. Wow. That's, that's kind of the bottom line of Are it. Are you a little surprised that uh, Vampire Survivors didn't get a, a similar situation happen with a lot of their early assets were 
you know, sprites pulled from other they weren't games. pulled from they were just strongly based on oh them. i thought they were literally pulled from that stuff no i mean maybe but i i'm pretty sure it was different i played a lot of castlevania and it looked like similar but different enough they're uh, still operating in that vein they've changed the graphics multiple times yeah. uh but they still are like that boomerang is the castlevania <laughs> boomerang you know yeah. like there's no doubt about it doesn't matter how much you tweak it right. so i that's a good point. I don't know. I, there's probably some limit, but if you can if you can demonstrate that a whole bunch of textures, models, uh, co- concepts, not so much because concepts can't really be um, copyrighted easily. So that's why you see a lot of iteration. Somebody makes a game, then it's not unusual to see somebody else make a game. Among Us hits really big. Suddenly, there's a whole slew of games that play a lot like Among Us. You can do that, but what you can't do is say straight up take assets and use them. So they must have met whatever the standard steam has for this or else it wouldn't have been pulled. So I guess we have to wait and see what they do. My yeah, guess is they'll just remake it's it. It's clearly going to turn into a legal thing. It's going to get, it's going to get weird. And you know, it sucks if you were excited for that game. Um, especially cause Nexon, you know, like I said, it's a David and Goliath thing. Nexon is a very big company. Yeah. Um, so they are going to have a lot of resources and it's easy to root for the underdog, but I've also been, I've been in this situation. I've sat in meetings for software development for a company I used to work for where I listened to people consistently make bad decisions and go, I made my own. Mm. If I made my own one of these, it would be so much better and it would be so good. So I understand that, like, you know, when you put your your heart into something like this, I understand wanting to see it get made. So I can very easily see why people went from working on a project to going, well, we're going to go do our own thing and we're going to make it. Yeah. I can also, I also understand how complicated it is when you start thinking that way on how how much effort you have to take to cover your ass to show that you did not steal company time or assets. Like even just working on an independent project on company time can get real muddy real quick. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. It's, it's entirely possible. These guys left with the feeling that, well, I also made these assets and I feel like they're mine. I put a lot of work into these. So we're going to tweak them a little and still use them because I did a lot of work. You know, you could see that justification, and that that's legal. That's legally um, dubious, but I could see people feeling that way. You know. Yeah, but if they use those tools and the licenses for the software were purchased by the company, so yeah, you know what I mean. Like usually, it's on a per seat basis when it's for a big client. Mm. Right. Yep, I agree. If, if you were compl- how do you prove you weren't using any of their tools to make your assets? right? Yeah, things get real yeah. sticky real quick. Um, and you don't have the lawyer power that Nexon does. So good luck. Uh, real quick, uh, just remind me of something, Bo, because that was a really thoughtful thing you just said. I, I went back. I don't do this very often, but sometimes I go back and listen to a previous episode of the show or a couple episodes back. Just kind of check in on sound quality. How did it sound? How did things flow? Whatever. It's just a thing I do. Was Bo eating? No, no, no. You did the most amazing sales job on convincing me that the... Um, I listened for whatever reason. I just landed right at the point where you started talking about it, and you had a whole long bit about why the barbarian was so rad in your your time in Diablo. 4. Oh yeah, and it was so good. And I guess for every once in a while, it's good for me to go back and listen to the show because then I I can hear it through ears that aren't there at the moment. And 
as someone who's trying to, you know, switch cameras and, and keep the thing moving and looking at notes and all the stuff that we do, I don't get to hear the show in the way people hear it. So, mm-hmm. so doing that was really good. And man, you were like really convincing as someone who is like singing the, the, the praises of the barb of the barb. And I, and it yeah, was, a, it was, I don't a remember what thing. I said, but thank you. Yeah, it was uh, really good. <laughs> go back and I, find I, out. I, I, I do remember feeling like, you know, it was genuine. I mean, we're talking D4, right? So yeah. I had, I had some, I had some genuine opinions and I watched other content creator stuff and yeah, was, I, I felt like the barb was getting sh- short shrift just because everyone wants to talk about how P the sorcerer is. And I'm like, listen. <laughs> That's so, sorcerer, you, though. You want to play an easy, like, you're, you're, yeah, anyways, I could get into it. Not to immediately to. do the thing you're complaining about, but, Bo, have you considered the sorcerer? It's very good. Yeah, yes, very I'm going to play, I, I have a feeling I'm going to be playing all the classes. It's I think, not a whirling dumpster fire like the barbarian. Oh, is. see? <laughs> Fighting words. Now you're, now it's on. <laughs> no, it's, it's all just, it's all content. I mean, that's the whole point of this thing, really. The game's not fully out. We've experienced the first 25 levels and yes i think on paper based on people who are professional arpg players probably they're right <laughs> you know uh, about the up- upside of their potentiality but yeah. i think you have to ask yourself is are you playing the game or is your co- favorite content creator playing the game for you oh. you know like are you a professional are you trying like if you are in that community that tries to be world first or tries to be the best then okay, but that's like not ninety per like ninety five percent of the people that listen to them. It's not you. You don't have to do what they do or like what they like or parrot what they. Have I to didn't say. want to. I didn't even <laughs> want to play the sorcerer. It's just the druid was so bad. I needed something else to play. <laughs> yeah, and so out of I, I played the sorcerer and went. Oh man. Gosh dang it. I know. He's so it's good. Like, it's like when everybody's so hyped about something. I mean, it literally just happened earlier in the show. It's like everybody's saying, like, you better you better say it's um Quake. You better go with Quake. Don't say Unreal Tournament. Go with Quake. Yeah, I'm so- excited to be on the other side of that argument. Same. I played the sorcerer and I had the finest time. Yeah, it was a fine I- time. As an time. update to the, uh, there is an update to this. Now that you've, I'm, gl- I'm grateful you brought it up. There is an update to this because mm. Crypt did do another video. Because Crypt's kind of the, he's the big dog in this in this arena. Right, you know, that's um, an authority. He, he, he did another video, and he was the one kind of shit on the bar. He's one of the barb shitters honors. He's a barb shitter. Okay. Um, but but on the subsequent video, he said actually probably there's. It is early on, and there has been shown some potential for the barb to actually, you know, pull ahead or have other options available to them. Mm. So I had felt validation. I was like, yeah, see, see, Crip agrees with Crip you. Should, Crip should listen, of course. You should just live your life as listen if listen to me and, and a little bit, just a little bit, you know. Uh, I think we all just need to rank Diablo classes as Star Wars movies. And I think we can all say that the Sorcerer is the Empire Strikes Back. Wow. And the this, Barbarian. You're a different is, John than you would have been a, two months ago. It's not even the same human. The, the, the Barbarian is uh, The Last Jedi. Wow. But at least as controversial as the Barbarian may be, we can all agree that the Druid is The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm with you. You made it a little hard for me because I do like the Last Jedi, but I get grumpy about that movie. But uh, 
but I can agree. It's it's a it's a well regarded movie, so I have to agree with your assessment. For you, Bo, how about this? How about this? We'll I know I have to agree with your assessment. We'll say You've Barbarian can be the Phantom Menace, a movie that has sometimes no, been no. hated and sometimes been loved. This is this isn't about my acclaim. This is about broad acclaim, and I think okay. I think people more people like the Last Jedi than they do the Phantom Menace. I think that's probably true, mm. but. Um, that is yeah. probably no, true. You've done a great. You've done a great job. You nailed it for the first try. Like, <laughs> okay. Everyone agrees. Rise of the sky. Everyone. No one's gonna. No one's gonna give negative. It's, it's a galaxy-spanning asteroid of poo where <laughs> it travels everywhere and is just utter garbage. Yeah, but we'll get no emails about this. I'm 100 percent sure of it. Nothing. Yeah. No response. Well, now we're gonna get everybody's list. Instead of ranking last week, we got everybody ranking their classes because that's what we did. That's what we did. And now this week, it's just going to be people going, no, Barbarian is definitely <laughs> Attack of the Clones. <laughs> I just want J.J. Abrams to go bother another genre. J.J. Abrams should not have designed the druid. That was a mistake. Yeah, they should have got Colin yeah. Trevorrow's original idea for the druid was much better. And I, look, you say what you want about the man, but... He should have gotten designed the class. That's right. That's what I think. That's right. This has gone several levels deep of <laughs> Star Wars and Diablo like <laughs> yep. knowledge. Um, yeah, but thank you. You know, I I pitched the barb. It's you did a great barb job. Barb. It was really fun to hear it in with the ears of a listener and go, oh yeah, man, Bo's get it. Like extolling the virtues here. Like he was, it was really good. Anyway, thanks. Uh, moving on to this, uh, Final Fantasy Pixel Remasters are finally coming to PlayStation Four, PS Five, and Switch on April nineteenth. Uh, with it fixes the fonts as well. So this is good news for people like John who are super stoked about this sort of thing. Uh, Xbox people still very unhappy because Square seems to not like Xbox at all. Wait a minute, weird that wait, there's an exclusive for Sony. I was under the impression Sony didn't get exclusives. Yeah, weird. They were so mad at Microsoft. Very strange, right? Mm. Exclusives destroy companies, right? People claim. I I read some stuff today that says that this is nothing to do with Sony. That it has everything to do with uh, with um, Square's devotion to Sony. And that Sony's not really pressuring it, but I don't know what to think. I don't know. What to I don't think know, about man. It. Like uh, the Final Fantasy fourteen devs have said, we can put it on Xbox. We just got to get the okay to do it. Yeah, that doesn't say that they're being allowed to do that. I don't know why I mean, they. Sony's not exactly thrilled with Xbox right now. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. So Sony's exerting pressure. We may or may never may or may not hear ever hear about it. But I personally. Of course, they're going to play that card. It's a strong card for them to I mean, say. They're the worst. They've been like so bad at keeping Final Fantasy off Xbox, but Call of Duty's been forever like on Sony. Like, That's what I'm saying. Like they're they're. I think they think this is their special if, tool in the if, toolbox. If, if the people like on those boards, um, the, whatever consumer boards were actual like. You know, Phil Spencer level gamers stays up late at night, is super tired, lies about it publicly, kind of you know <laughs> uh, thing. Yeah, that's right. Hi, Phil. Yeah, I heard I'm that talking about you again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe you when you say you go to bed on time. <laughs> you just you go on a peer offline and play by yourself. Really? Yeah, like, <laughs> I think you're right because he beats way too many games and then brags about it. He's like, Look, oh yeah, he's actually beat, a handsome whatever. guy, well spoken. He seems prepared for his presentations, but he just gives me the vibe that he was been up tonight too late the night before i just yeah. always feel that way every time i see him fair point. um fair but point. he claims he goes to bed early and it's not like him at all but i don't know 
Um, I think there's some appear offline and some of that shenag- shenagery yeah. going on. Shenagery? Um, but word. anyways. Shenagery. Made that up. Careful now. But yeah, no, like, so, like, if it was actual gamers at these places that were, like, looking at this, like, just wall to wall gamers, like, think of gamers. It's like Shroud, Ninja, uh, Pokimane, us. Sure. Are you we know, in that? You know. Are you putting us in that list? All right then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. Like the biggest, you know, gamer people of of note. We were doing antitrust stuff. We're like, we'd all be like, dude, <laughs> you keep Final Fantasy off Xbox. Like your life depends on it. And Call of Duty is always on PlayStation. Right. Like request denied. Like it, this is, <laughs> takes a day. Like well, you'll save money on the lawyers. You won't have to pay for the next months trying to argue the thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I wish they'd do it. I, I just almost think put that in the news, too, because that hornet's nest got stirred up again because apparently the PlayStation version of Redfall got canceled. Um, oh. is, the, is the big rumor. And they're, they're, Sony's like, see, <laughs> you see, they're not doing it. They're, they're keeping their exclusives. Um, but, you know, we'll see. We'll Wait, see PS5 version or PS4 version? Any PlayStation, any PlayStation version, version that was canceled. Redfall is now just coming out on PC and that's Xbox. actually kind of big news. Did is, that happen? I'm, I'm I didn't know that happened. Bad. I didn't know that was yeah. confirmed. Maybe it, maybe it's still not. No, confirmed. it's not because you're news. all just getting fed Microsoft's <laughs> news feed. They're keeping it yeah. off your timeline because big Microsoft's controlling the Google sphere. Yeah, that's well, I, I I don't use I use Bing Search now and Chat GPT, which is all <laughs> oh, Microsoft. So you though. just see a bunch of new. Oh, this is what it was. They never announced it was coming there. They just so this is what it was. Microsoft scrapped a PS5 version of Redfall. Says Arcane Director. So he just let it slip that we were originally working on it, and and then after the acquisition we stopped, and. But but they were never. It was never announced for PlayStation. Right, right. But they but Sony's but like Sony. <laughs> Sony's like, look, liar, liar, pants on fire. Look, <laughs> get him. Yeah, so, you know what it's like. I, you know, I don't know. There's there there. Here's the thing. Is anybody surprised that Microsoft expects one of the studios they acquired to occasionally make an exclusive title for their console? No. Not at no, all. <laughs> in the same way that I am not playing the new Spider-Man game on the Xbox. Like, it's just the way it works. So. But this is, you want to see, this is what this GIF was made for. This is, I'll put this up for video. This, I swear this GIF was made for uh, when Sony says, oh, look, they canceled the game and it was supposed to be on PlayStation. <laughs> I love this GIF. I do too. It's really There's cool. a couple memes I just really like, and this is one of them. Yeah, for those who don't know, or that are on audio only, it's Leonardo DiCaprio in... Uh, the Aviator, I think. Once no, upon a time in the, Hollywood. Yeah. Oh, the Hollywood yeah. game or movie? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's on the TV and he's pointing at it, and it's, you know, it's going. It's good because like that. that's like pretty soon after the violence you've been waiting for, the whole movie <laughs> finally goes down, <laughs> it's, and it's as disturbing as you know as you think. A Tarantino film. Yeah. I still haven't seen it. I'm embarrassed to say you it. haven't seen it. No, it's, I have seen it. Go, oh my gosh, oh. it goes when that movie decides to go. It goes. I've seen every Tarantino it's movie good. multiple it's times. Really good. I've not seen that one yet. I don't know why. I mean, I reckon I'd watch any Tarantino film, but this one, it's good. It's as good all as right, anything. Let's else. all watch it together. I've seen Hateful Eight five times. 
Is that weird? We'll record a commentary. Oh, no. you know what? I want to see. There's. A, did you see the new version? Yeah, it's like I a did. four piece miniseries. It, yeah. or it wasn't available in Canada, and I don't know if it made it over here yet. It was geolocked for a while. It's essentially an extended edition that they broke out yeah. into episodes, and it's Close extremely. Damn door. Yeah. Where's the goddamn <laughs> barn? It's really I related to that, that part of my, that movie. Yeah. yeah. I really related to that because my dad said that like all the. Freaking time, like really? the whole life. Like, were you raised in a barn? Close the damn door. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I don't pay the heat for nothing. What, were you, you know? raised in a barn? I'm not, really I'm not paying the heat the outside. You're <laughs> like, oh, shit. You know, like, just like, the, so for some reason, the door open when you're paying for heat is to some people like rage juice, like yeah. immediate Sith Lord. Like, you want to send some people off into nightmare rage land, leave the door open on a cold day. All right. <laughs> this is good anyway, to know. anyway, I related so much to that because they were also I'm like, oh, they're like family. Yeah, <laughs> like shut the damn door. They were so pissed about that door every time I was. I, I love that touch. I just yeah. love that that was a thing. It's such a good movie. <laughs> they got so mad about. It. Yeah. yeah, right out of the gate, like <laughs> no hesitation to people yeah. who don't know what's going on. But the door opens for half a second. They're already yelling at him. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like, hey, can you please shut the door? Let's chat a bit. It's it, we're paying for the heat. It's cold just make sure the door shut. no one does that i have every right to be verbally abusive to you because the door is open <laughs> <laughs> my way of getting the kids to close the door when they come in and out was much more effective which mm-hmm. was i told them i said guys if you leave that door open there's a very good chance that the cat is going to get out and run away i would like this to happen Mm. So I'm not going to tell you to close it. Just know that that's going to cost you a cat, and I'm more than happy to see it happen. And they they have been adamant about keeping that door closed ever since, even going so far as to tell other people, shut it, the cat will get out. You're yeah, really you've good made at a that. Gener- you've made a generation of yellers, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did. I made them the yellers. <laughs> that's a great way to do it. You turn. You You just get ominous about it, right? You just go. The cat will be gone, and I will win. Yeah, and they don't want that. They don't want you to win. <laughs> They'll fight. By the way, so um, I love, I'm a huge fan of um, Kurt Russell, and he had, what a year that was for him. So he did Furious 7 in 2015. It's a big deal. Bone Tomahawk, same year. That movie. Holy shit. It's another Western. And then Hateful Eight right after that. What a, what a, what a triple threat that dude was that year. I love Kurt mm-hmm. Russell. Anyway. I spent a period of time thinking he was overrated. But thankfully, I've come to my senses, and I think Kurt Russell's a treasure. He, he is. He's great. He's apparently a real. Grum- he's really good. He's so super much. grumpy on set, is the rumor. But uh, that just may be his personality. I don't know. Oh, and if you want to see something that holds the hell up, see, um, oh, the '90s one where he's on the freeway with his wife and gets cut off by a bunch of dicks and then gets chased. We just saw it for film sack. Shit. Hold on. I'm gonna find You're not it. talking death proof. Where you, no, that's different. No, different. But it would have been around that. Well, also time. like the thing, like one of the cla- quintessential classic. Yeah. Oh, breakdown! Uh, it's breakdown. Breakdown is so breakdown? good. That holds the hell yeah. up. It came out in like '97. So okay. good. Okay. Anyway, uh, final note: No Man's Sky is uh, still growing. There's still patches. There's still things. Uh, there's a brand new uh, update. Uh, coming. What's this one called? Vendetta or something? What is it? Uh, Interceptor. Interceptor. I That's it. There's <laughs> still more updates. It's so impressive. Let's it is. I'm a little worried about feature bloat, but maybe I shouldn't be because this isn't really a feature uh, update. 
I don't I, know. I think, they're they're adding like one ship at a time. I think we're still okay. Yeah. Like this does add a new ship, and I got to tell you, the ship looks freaking cool. Um, it says you have it to does f- one of my favorite new sci-fi things where it's like the whole thing in cases and then it turns the, the viewer's screens that come on to make it look like it's a window. Oh, yeah, so, that is cool. Uh, I love that sort of thing. I think the new ship looks cool. Um, it's got a lot of like new tech things on the ground to deal with tech enemies and stuff. I don't know what all is. Here's the problem is I haven't played in like three updates now. So I look at it and I'm like, well, this is all new. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how much of it is new versus not. I know the ship is new. I knew I know the backpack's new. Um, but, you know, so much of the stuff gets uh, retouched every time. That's the new ship. Oh, that ship is um, badass. I think it looks really cool. Yeah, and it does cool. the thing. It just locks you in the cockpit and then it all like fades. And it's like, ah, oh, no, but it, was, it screams. Yeah, that um, looks really good. Is this a whole class of ship or just a ship? Do you know? Just a ship. Okay. But I mean, there's going to be very, uh, probably variants on quality of the ship. So you can probably go hunting for a, a better version of one and they've got ship upgrades and all of that. So it says something about fighting an armada of, or, oh yeah, there's capital ship battles and right. uh, all sorts of stuff like that. So, some, some new crazy uh, stuff on the planet. I uninstalled the game again because I was like, this takes up a lot of space on my hard drive and I'm not getting around to it. And then they do an update and I'm like, every time I see an update, I just go, what if I played more No Man's Sky? Yeah. If there's one thing, if there's one thing Everspace 2 is missing, there is no on the ground stuff. You don't ever get out of your ship, um, which is fine with me for what it is. But, it, but No Man's Sky is like this reminder of, oh, yeah, it's kind of fun to get out and like do other shit than just fly. If anything, yeah. it's like reversed. It's like No Man's Sky is strongest in everything else and the space stuff's okay. Yeah. Whereas other, you know, it's still impressive how big and amazing everything is, but really the impressive stuff is happening on the ground. And then in this other game, it's like everything impressive is happening in the sky. I don't know. It'll scratch different itches, everybody. Good luck to you. Uh okay, where are we now? Oh, I just had one thing yeah. before we move on because yeah. I meant to bring it up, but I discovered that Wyatt Chang of Diablo Three and Diablo Immortal fame oh, has Wyatt. a game development YouTube channel. Really, it just started in like the past few like month or two. As it's funny, his most recent video too is I made a vampire survivors cl- sci-fi clone. <laughs> <laughs> it was just of interest to me because it's you know it's game dev, but it's Wyatt Chang. Like I know he's the you know do you have phones and Diablo Immortal's not great, but he's actually no, he's one of the legendary game dudes. designer. Like I, I was like, oh shit, like this is cool. Easily one of the and, nicest people I've ever met at Blizzard, and I mean that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And he's done like souls, you know so. that's the stuff that's just stood out because it's viral and memed. But he's actually like. It's actually the the little bit I've watched so far is really good, and I just wanted to throw in a recommendation because like. You know, some of his videos don't have a ton of views. And I'm like, man, this guy's, I've been watching some of it. And I'm like, this guy's pretty knowledgeable, knows what he's doing. It's it's, there, it's interesting watch. There's also, I can't remember his name, but some the guy who does Smash also has a game dev channel. Um, game dev YouTube's kind of interesting because, like, a lot of these people you know that are famous for their video games are, like, they're not famous as content creators and their channels are small. But there's, like, nuggets of good shit. Um there so anyways just a little he he basically little, wrote, he made he that. made flappy bird on chat gpt um, for his latest video yeah he's yeah, doing all kinds of little things yeah crazy that, cool that's great um i he, like wyatt chang a lot and even though i will always i will never hesitate to 
not make a uh, or to make a don't you people have phones joke. <laughs> yeah, it no, is it's done impossible. With love. It is not Diablo Immortal is and the situation around its announcement is not his fault. No. Um and while it is an unfortunate question to have asked the crowd of angry nerds, uh I find it genuinely funny and it is oh. with uh well, love that well, I, the, I continue to remind the people of that. Yeah. Uh, one of the fun moment. things about him too is like because he's got some videos on tips for game jams. Hmm. And I was like, oh shit, he works at Blizzard, but he's like, I've participated over the past 10 years in X amount of game jams. I can't remember the number, but a lot. Yeah. He's so I was crazy. like, oh, you've got a job at Blizzard. Why are you doing game jams? And it's like, well, it's obvious. Like, you've sort of noticed all these developers in these privileged positions. Like John said earlier about the software, those guys too are like, I could just do this on my own. Mm-hmm. And like, so this guy's like a pure, and I sort of respected that. I was like, and for those who don't know what a game jam is, basically um, some event will be organized where you'll have forty, you know, a weekend, let's say three days. Some assets are provided and some parameters. Like you have to take these assets and maybe build this kind of game, and you have to do it in three days. Then you got to submit your game, right? And then the best gets voted on. It's like a mini competition to develop a game as fast as possible. Um, some you know, really cool shit has crazy. come out of those. Really and he's like, he, he's, so he like, you know, it's like going to a golf tournament on the weekends. So this, I was like, oh shit. So like, he's making Diablo more than Diablo, but he's like, I'm also going to do game jams on the weekend. And, you know, so he actually has a lot of insightful stuff to say. I look forward to more great content. And I just, uh, anyways, I here's the good really news. Good. He listens to the show, so he'll hear us. Oh, going that's on. awesome. Yeah. Well, hello. <laughs> Yeah, hi, uh, hi, also, Wyatt. I like your YouTube channel, and, and it's it's it's. <laughs> we promise it's we're not very under. To, it's yeah. very underviewed at the moment, and I want to do what I can to like spread the love. If anyone's interested in that, yeah, stuff. he made I mean, this video more players than developers here, but the the the, the, the yeah. thing I landed on now is made of he made from scratch, um, or in a weekend, I guess. So this goes to Bo's weekend development thing. He made a sci-fi vampire survivors like in a weekend. Amazing. Yeah. He did it, Bo. He, he, made, he, he brought the truth out of your statement. Is it, is it a weekend? I haven't watched the video yet, uh, so I don't know how long it took. But the video is 20 minutes long, but I assume it's edited. <laughs> it says, oh, maybe he didn't do the game in a weekend, but he did it quick. Um, anyway, I love that. I don't stuff. know if I, they do it or not. I would think that they would. But if Blizzard doesn't officially host their own internal game jam... Like, that seems criminal. Like, that's what I'm talking about. You have such strong IPs and assets and talented people in-house. Blizzard should be sitting down and being like, put together a team, let's do a Blizzard game jam, and we're going to strongly consider whatever wins for a project we actually launch and work on. And let those people do their their passions, man. Maybe they do. make some stuff... With those toys, Blizzard's got an awesome toy box, not like the wow toy box that's full of garbage (laughs) that you get. You throw a banana on the ground and you get to do it again another 10 goddamn hours. Like, (laughs) it's a fun toy box of things, and all they have to do is get out there and experiment with it and find some fun things to do and make some good-ass games, and gamers will forget everything that happened if they just start putting some fun games out. Bo... 
go back far enough in core and he's sitting here. I don't know if I'm going to play Diablo four. Now he's depressed because he can't, you know why? Cause he played the game and it was fun. Yeah. Make some fun ass games and people will forget anything you've ever done for the history of your life. So get on it. Blizzard. The 10 hour cooldown banana. That's great. That might be tonight. We're back, we're back to just do it again. We're back yeah, to- <laughs> that's really great. I mean, maybe John should be a CEO of Blizzard. <laughs> I don't maybe well let's like get to work do game gen (laughs) and just release the fucking games okay let's go (laughs) I'm not getting any younger yeah you could really put a fire under him and shut the damn door yeah (laughs) shut the door what are you doing were you raised in a barn they'll say he'll say anyway that's that's rad by the way it's candle son is the YouTube channel so youtube.com slash candle like the word candle and then san at the end and go check it out why it's a stud I like that guy a lot. All right. Yeah. Uh, and why we're promised we're not just buttering your cheese here. We actually really like your stuff. Um, where are we now? Uh, oh, we got to do freaking emails and stuff. Check this out. I got even a little button for it. That's a good question. I'm going to play this first. Hey, Core Boys. It's Jay-Z calling. Um, you have to forgive me if you already covered something like this because I'm a week or so behind on a show. But listening to you guys talk about Diablo 4 and talk about the return, the potential return of the venerable Deckard Kane. Um, and I think maybe with Scott, they mentioned maybe they'd bring him back as like a, a class or something. And I think that could be sweet. You guys mentioned that he was obviously in Heroes of the Storm. But, you know, I don't know whether you call it like... Like an archivist or like a lore master or alchemist or something like that. But I think if you did make a class like that, it could be pretty cool and pretty unique. Um, mix like damage with it, even potentially like some healing for your party members, which I, I don't think is really something that happens much in Diablo. Obviously, you're kind of like in charge of taking care of yourself. But like he could throw potions. He could like tell tales that provide maybe like buffs and stuff. Almost like think like a bard from D&D or something like that. But I think that could be a really, really awesome kind of new type of, of gameplay for, for Diablo that maybe like we haven't really seen from these kind of action RPGs before. So just on the top of my head, what you guys are talking about, hope you boys are having a great week. Uh, it feels like you could kind of take a template from Heroes of the Storm and use that for Deckard because he does he already does a bunch which, of abilities. In which there, ironically was pulled from the April Fool's Day joke when they said that they were going to make... Uh, I don't remember if it was called the lore master. It could have been an archivist, but yeah. it was a D there was a Diablo April fool's day joke of a Deckard Kane esque character and the abilities, uh, that were in there became abilities for Deckard Kane and heroes of the storm. So we're going full snake eating its own tail with this. Yeah. Uh, which I'm all for. It. Just put Deckard Kane. Yeah. In the just game. put him in the game. That's all John wants. Like making to- the game. Just do it. Just put him in the game. Just put him <laughs> in there somewhere. His ability to litter and be an asshole is like, do you want a potion here? Chuck it on the floor. Yep. You know, when someone's like, on the you ground, the salt, you just like throw it on the ground here, get it yourself. Yeah. I mean, it would be a hard, cause this game goes a little hard on the, on the grim dark. It'd be a little hard to be, like he's goofy in heroes. He's a goofball. Yeah, yeah. You and that's well, what we I mean, like Lord about Nato him. would be a good ability, I think. <laughs> Lord Nato is great. Lord ah, Nato shit. Works. He's and so much triangle fun to on play. the ground. I mean, most of his stuff is on the ground. He's got square on the ground and triangle on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got potion on the ground, Lord Nato on the ground, and what's the other one? Oh, sleep on the ground. <laughs> yeah. It's everything he does is on the ground. <laughs> it's all on the ground. Yeah. yeah. He's a litter bug. And I'm kind of here for it. Uh, but you know, he's yeah. going to be damn near invincible because with how grimdark it is, not a butterfly in sight. Yeah. Nothing around to kill him. Well, good news. We have a text here about Diablo as well. Uh, thank you, by the way, for that uh, email. Jay-Z, the famous rapper, 
Jay-Z uh, called in. Thanks for that. We appreciate it. Uh, that, that, by the way, came to us at 801-471-0462. Leave us voicemails. We love them. Here's a text to that same number. Simple question for Cora for, or the Diablo show. We'll do it here. Do you get the impression they may need or they may be setting up a choice to side with Anarius or Lilith? I'm not sure how it would work mechanically, but it's not out of Blizzard's wheelhouse oh. to divide their player base. I could see them giving players a choice at or near the end game to side with either Lilith or Anarius. Also, there are PvP elements in this Diablo that could support a conflict between factions. As you guys pointed out on Core, they're making Lilith out to be more along the lines of a Thanos or Ozymandias-style bad guy as opposed to the straight-up villain. And let's be honest, Anarius is kind of a dick so far. Uh, no name on this one. So factioning in the game basically is what he's saying or what they're suggesting. Yeah, um, this I think this came out of a Diablo tweet today, too, because Diablo... Somebody said something implying, like, wait, you can fight for Lilith? And the Diablo account was like, yeah, she wants you to die for her. Do it. Uh, something along those lines. <laughs> and, then, and then everyone's like, wait, what does this mean? I don't know if the writer is referencing or, or that's where the thought came from, but I saw that today and I went, oh, they could kind of hoard versus alliance it with mommy versus daddy. Like, mm. And I'm like, that's oddly compelling. I kind of like it because in the presentation of the two characters, Lilith... You know, she's kind of a hot mommy, you know, and, you know, she she just wants you to let loose. She's like, oh, you don't have to shovel the snow in the lane. Wait, go play your Xbox. I'll make you dinner. And you're like, oh, I like mommy. It's great. Yeah. And then daddy's like, uh, yeah, you're you're barely good. And you and your siblings are barely good enough. I don't even why I know. I don't know why I even turned around to look at you. Shut the damn door, you stupid Nephilim. Yeah. And like, you know, he's like. You're like, but that's the, it's like the Warhammer thing where like being the good guy means penance and flagellation and like suffering and no fun because you're a guilty creature of sin. And you know, but he's the good guy. Mm-hmm. We have to save the world. That's why like the Diablo angels are kind of like really annoying because they're like, I don't. I don't like angels, <laughs> except for Tyrael, and he didn't even like being an angel. Yeah, he got the f out. Exactly. So there's an interesting. It would be an interesting di- dynamic. And the one trailer, trailer two, mm. where, you know, you see the knight, the knights templar, or whatever they're called, the knights of the... Knights of the round, wings, whatever they are. Knights of yeah. the chicken wings. Um, <laughs> versus, you know, the hordes of hell, right? There's kind of a... Why is there an army in hell versus Lilith? You know, like, isn't it just the Nephilim? Like, Diablo Immortal has a trailer, it's just the Nephilim kicking ass. But this has a whole... There's a whole army, there's a whole battle, like war actually depicted. And maybe that trailer's later in the actual campaign. Like maybe that's actually a campaign trailer. Oh, like I think the it is, yeah. trailer was. I'll bet it is. Yeah. So they don't, they don't throw so, that stuff out. Yeah. There might be that. a faction war. There might, you know, I don't think you're going to be on separate servers, not separate servers, but I don't think you'll be separated like Horde versus Alliance style. But for the open world PvP. Yeah, I can see that. You're, you know, do you choose mom or, or dad? Yeah, and who gives the better buffs and bonuses? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which 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 parent do you like more, and which I, buff did they give you for Christmas? I think yeah. if, like anything, if it's well implemented, I'll be into it. And if it's terrible, yeah, I mean well, that's yeah. that's the thing. They got to do it well. They can't follow their previous track record of being like, yeah, pick. It's going to be interesting no matter what you pick. And then you go, well, I'm going to pick the interesting choice of Lilith. And they go, all right, great. Here's a cloak, and now we're going to tell you why your choice was stupid, and you're a moron, and now Lilith is the bad guy anyway, uh, which is what they did in World of Warcraft. But 
if they do it properly, um, that that could be cool. Um, I I mean, I just think do something interesting with the story. You know, um, that's what I want to see. And I think um, honestly, I think both sides are bad. I think that that's probably going to be the direction the story goes. And right. you're you know, that's kind of been the drum they've been beating since the beginning is, uh, or at least since Diablo three, where we got to see more heaven stuff where it's like, yeah, these guys are kind of just as bad as the demons. They're just kind of like sky demons. Like, what is, what did really South are. Park say? It's a choice between a turd and a shit sandwich. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of what, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's kind of what this is, you know, neither, yeah, same, neither choice is principle. great. Yeah. Um, speaking of which I just watched, started watching the new season. That show never isn't funny. Like, I don't, you know how most, you can, you can say stuff like, oh, the Simpsons is a middling episode or you can, you know, whatever. Every show that goes too long, you have problems with whatever. I don't feel like those guys ever quite lose their edge. It's like every damn episode is so biting and funny. Anyway, just want to throw that out. Yeah. Cause there's basically they have no one there. That's like, won't this hurt our relationship's reputation? They're just like, who cares? Burn it all to the ground. Yeah. Burn it all. And it works. I really respect it. Um, all right. One final note here. And it is from uh, Jack the Knife. He says, or no, maybe he's just saying Jack the Knife. No, we've had this <laughs> oh, discussion yeah, before. We're going to talk about knife. masturbating knives again. It's this already... guy? Is it this guy again? The same dude? Yeah. The... And Jamie made a mashup of it too, I think. Okay. That's why. My, my memory's salty on this one. I don't, I don't remember. Well, anyway, You've been, uh, you know, it's been a compelling name since it first popped up. I it's, it's never really left our hearts. It says, hello, Corpod. Just wanted to send one for Bubo, the mechanical Bubo. owl. I don't yeah, know what that. You remember Bubo? No. What's Clash that? Clash of the Titans. Oh, that little stupid owl in Clash of the Titans. I hate that thing. Little piece of shit. Hate that. He's owl. great. No. He's not great. Wait, was it Clash of the Titans? Titans? That was the sequel, right? No, Clash uh, the of the if, Well, the remakes. What was the original? The original was Clash of the Titans. Remember the Titans. No, that's the no, football that's game. No, that's a football movie. Or movie. No, Clash of the Titans came out in the 80s. Then they remade Clash of the Titans with a uh, uh, dude from Blue People movie. And then, yeah, the guy who was in every movie and then no movies. Then no movies, yeah. Uh, J- uh, J- Bill Willingham. I don't know his name. Um, Sam Worthington. Sam Worthington. <laughs> was close. Yeah, the original Clash of the Titans. It had boobs and, it's and butts. Actually, kind of okay. And it had boobs and butts, and it was PG. And as a kid growing up, then that was amazing. It was amazing. And it had a mechanical owl. Yeah, it had a mechanical owl, but I didn't care because it had boobs and butts and Harry Hamlin and and Rocky's coach. <laughs> that was your that was your boobs and butts movie. Or the- <laughs> yeah. Because I had a scene where a lady was getting in and out of like a fancy like uh, Greek tub, and we, you could see her butt. And then there was a lady. I don't know why her boobs were out, but earlier in the movie, their boobs were out. It's like ancient Greece. I feel like if you don't have nudity in your ancient Greece thing, you're like you've just messed up. You've missed part of the point. Yeah, but it was great because it was PG. Because we had PG thirteen before that one. Because yeah, it was like eighty one, eighty two. And my parents were like, PG, fine, go with your friends. And we were like, yeah, we heard it has boobs and butts. So we went. <laughs> anyway, uh, he says this. Uh, not only do I listen to the pre-show before the regular episode, meaning our show here, Core, um, I'll pause it when it hits the jingle. Play. Uh, I put a little jingle in the middle. It says, I'll Ooh. pause it when it hits the jingle. Play the regular episode and then go back to the bonus to hear the post-show part. I'm not crazy. I'm just used to the way TMS does it. Jack the Knife. Yeah, on TMS, I do this thing where we vote, everybody voted on it, but it's a big sandwich. So it's like 
pre-show, main show, and then a little tag at the end. Here, I break them out separately because one of them, the, the main show, is three hours long, sometimes longer. And yeah. the post pre and post show are like 40 minutes total or something. And it just seems crazy to make a four <laughs> hour. I mean, it just seems insane to me. So that's why I don't do it that way for. for no, it makes sense. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Understandable. But, but you, but that's yeah, why I, I put the so jingle. so bad for people that like our show and critical role come Friday. They're <laughs> like, well, I know, <laughs> know what I'm doing for the entire but we're like day. The, we're like, we're like the podcast version of lasting along in bed though. Right. Like, yeah. You know, because yeah. even it's Critical Role, they yeah, got like eight people. Listens. They got nine, eight, nine people. You know, they got they spread that heavy lifting around. You know, they got a big long break in the middle. Yeah, look at us, man. We're like marathon. Running. They were, they pre-record now though. Right they here. do all pre-recorded now. So when they are when they're live on Twitch, they're actually not live. They're they uh, yeah. But still, you know, they put in the hours. Let's give them credit. They but, do. You know, they do. And Liam and I have talked about this. We've talked about how. It's how how hard it must this very thing how hard it must be to be a fan of that and a fan of this in the same week and that that's maybe all the content you can do like how could you do yeah. I mean that's insane yeah. how much more time do you have so I don't know put us all on three times speed or something well, get you through the weekend yeah maybe you listen fast I mean remember Which, if a you lot ever people... wanted to talk really really fast just to see what it does to the people who listen to the show super fast and just think oh my gosh is this going to become something that they Whoa, can't even listen what? to because I'm talking so incredibly can you fast hear, did John is this is like you're showing off John this is your tongue twister business yeah you're like, good just, at that. I'm curious what that sounds like to people that listen on two times speed let me but, try that welcome real quick. for that let me try that but, hold on part I just wanted to send Be- uh, Bebo the mechanical out not to listen to the pre-show nope. before see I can't can't do it. I can't do what you just did. You're, you're out, mate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're out like fourth word. But no, um, the, what was I going to say? Oh, I forgot. I don't know. Ah. That blew my mind, John. Blew my mind. Just I now. didn't know that that was a skill. Honestly, I just did something I've always been. You have it. Do. You have well, a skill. Well, you have a great way well, of threatening your kids about. Well, what I want, oh, this is what I want to say, Scott. Like a big part of your profession. It's not the only thing you do. Right. right. The big part of your profession is recording the podcast. So you can't right. listen to a podcast while you're doing the podcast. <laughs> right. But like a lot of people with jobs, like I, for myself, I have work to do. I got to write a thing. Like I, I still have a day job. Podcast, TMS goes in, uh, whatever goes in, talk. Sometimes it's just YouTube videos of people talking about science and stuff, like whatever. Sure. I got, I got lots of time for that, you know, like it's, yeah, There's and I still listen to a bunch of, of shows, but I ten can't hours do it. isn't enough for them. They right, need forty right. hours a week. So. When I was doing one show back in like 2005, I felt like I was listening to podcasts like the rest of the day because I was so into it. This new medium, I was so excited yeah. about it. Now that's I probably I listen to four shows a week. Yeah. yeah, so you know, I'm just that's why I was so it was so fun to go back and listen to this show as a listener the other day, cause it was just like, Oh, okay. These are different ears. It was fun. I really enjoyed it. And I, and I think I got out of that. Why people dig the vibe on this show in particular, cause it's hard to, you know, when you're making it, you're not necessarily feeling all of that. You're not in a passive position, but when you put yourself in one and you listen to it sort of with those, you know, with new ears, it's kind of like when you draw something, I do this all the time. I'll draw or paint something and I'll hate it. And I'll yeah. put it to the side and say, I'm done with that. I don't ever want to see it again. But then I'll look at it a year later and go, oh, it's all right. That was pretty good. 
You should do more like that. There's nothing more fun than like finding an old sketchbook that's like a couple years old and just going, oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm a I'm a talented artist. It's the only time you feel that way. You like look at it, you're like, oh my God, I'm good at this. And then you go, Well, I should draw more. And then you start drawing, you go, Why am I so bad at this? This is awful. Yeah, I agree. It's funny how that works, but uh, well, this is great. I love this kind of feedback. Thank you guys for your texts. You can send them to 801-471-0462. Leave voicemails there too, if you'd like, or you can email us, talk to the core at gmail.com. I want to thank a big list of new supporters. And to do that, I need to have music because this is a big one. So hold on a second. Uh, oh, let's do yeah. They're all our super friends. All right, here we go. Whoa. And because they're our super friends, they get super shout outs. A uh, bunch of people joined this week, like Chris Recker, Jared Gott, Jason Martin, Saboteur Sweden. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's uh, a great name. I don't know what that okay. means. Uh, Zarek Envy, Biofreeze, Mike O'Day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Biofreeze is cool. Stan Kaminsky, John Kotner, uh, Richard Yurkak. <laughs> that's a cool name. Yurkak. What? Okay. Yeah, that's what well, it says. I'm glad it's supporting the arts. That's a person's name before we go too deep. Yeah, it says, it says Yurkak, and I like it. I just thought Scott was talking to me for a minute. I apologize. <laughs> John Kotner uh, is the John name. Anyway, Lewis Casper, Tommy Halgen, uh, Dog Bean. <laughs> Well, hello. You know, I don't yeah. know why your mom named you that. But no, I don't either. I like it though. Dad, Theater Monkey, but. Elliot Fraser. Oh, I know who Theater Monkey is. I think that's Joe. Joe, you're a stud. I get to see him in um, Las Vegas in a couple of weeks. Very excited about that. Anyway, thank you, Theater Monkey, Elliot Fraser, and JT West Hughes. And Elliot might be Fraser. I'm still getting used to the Brendan Fraser. I, my whole life, I said Fraser. Probably because of Frazier. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Eh? It would be Fraser. Yeah, it's annoying. Not Frazier. I've been saying Fraser for as long as I've seen Encino Man. Do you think all the Frasers are mad at Kelsey Grammer for <laughs> giving yeah. them like a lifetime of mispronounced last names? Maybe. Yeah, they're about to reboot his, his show. If anyone like, I'll give you toss salad and scrambled eggs. That's ah. right. Ah, take if, that. It jerks. all traces back to Kelsey. It's his fault. Yeah, it's his fault. Wrote cheers. Well, he married a porn star. So what do you expect? Just kidding. It's fine. Did he? Yeah, he did, want. Yeah, oh, he did, did for he? a while. For a while. Or he dated her or something? I don't remember. There's I mean, something like everybody's on. got a date and marry someone. It's fine. Yeah, it's but, fine. You know, they're people. It's an interesting. I, mean, I don't know why that was interesting. I didn't know anything about his personal life at there are all people whatsoever. there are people they just have a they just have a really interesting story to tell well the thing that makes it interesting is that he was so effective as playing Frasier you assume that like that that's him and mm-hmm. then when you like if the character Frasier married a porn star you'd be like what a wacky situation for this character to be in yeah. and I think I just associate that with him yeah well it's fair it's fair mm-hmm. that you did I think yeah. Uh, we're going to get out of here before we do though, just a reminder that that Patreon group is, they know what's up because you're never going to get ads. You get pre-show content every week, monthly benefits like artwork for me every month in the mail. We just unlocked that one in November and we're we catching just unlocked up on another it. new one. Yep. And we have a brand new one. We just unlocked, which means a bonus episode from one of us. We're, we're, we're working on the, I think right now we're going to go Bo, me, John, and then rotate. But if you've listeners to Film Sack, you already know how this kind of works. We're going to do host uh, solo shows once a month. You get a little special one out of us. So maybe John will do something about why Final Fantasy gives him such uh, a boner. Or, mm-hmm. There's or a what? lot of reasons. Let me tell you, Final Fantasy is an attractive video game. That's right. Or maybe maybe Bo will give you some deep, dark insights as to 
you know why he why he feels the way he does about Diablo or what it's like to make a game about pooping in a lake or whatever it is. We don't know yet what these are going to be, but uh, they're going to be from each of us. Every month you'll get one. And if you join right get now, them or is it a patron exclusive? Patron exclusive. Every week or every month? Once a month. So okay. Once a month, you get like in a month. This this month, Bo will do it. April, uh, May will be me. You'll be June, and so on. Uh, John will be the month of Diablo Four coming out. Think of that. Yeah, think of that. This is exciting stuff. I yeah, and it's great. Well. And if you're thinking, well, I, what if I'm not in yet? It, you get in now, you'll get it. Like even at the lowest possible level, you'll you'll get it. Everybody will get it. So hop in. Be a part of the expanding growth of cool things we will give you if you join us at patreon.com slash core show. Frogpants.com slash core for everything else. We now pass the microphone to Grandma, who will catch us up on all the games we played. Well, the boys have been playing the video games this week, and so we're going to just go over them in case this shows a second screen experience for you. Here's what they played. Scott and John played Resident Evil 4 Remake. Scott and Bo played Everspace 2. Scott played Midnight Suns. He also played Arena Renovation. John played The Murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. Bo played Diablo 4 Depression, which he tried to cure with Darktide Valheim, more Darktide, Diablo 2 Remastered, D3, and etc. I don't know what the hell etc. is, but he played it, and it didn't cure the depression. Nope, it didn't work in the end. You never heard of etc. before? Who's the real winner this week? Depression. <laughs> Depression always wins. Are you kidding? It's like the house. I don't care if you think you're going to win. The casino is going to win. Mark, I what? tried all week to make a pun out of Diablo and Depression and couldn't. Like, Diapression? It's hard. Depressablo? Plus, it's hard, plus it's hard because, you know, depression's a real thing and people suffer from it. It's hard. And so you'd, you'd want, you have yeah. to like skirt around. You got to do what you got to do. Trying yeah. to, you know, trying to find a video game to escape in is okay. Yeah, I agree. No, but I, mean, it, I think it's more like withdrawal than depression. I think depression's yeah. probably. Oh, like, chat room's got it. D4 depression. Terra's. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, chat room. Dynamite. He's always good. Withdrawal is pretty good. Withdrawal. Withdrawal. It's so good. <laughs> oh man, I feel, I, feel like, I feel like such a terrible entertainer for not thinking of any of those things. Oh, that's great. Drablo is pretty good. I think I, I like start with smoking Drablo. pot again. I think. Wow, well, that'll get you there until June, Bo. And it's legal up there, so you know, be <laughs> yeah, fine. it's all legal. It's, a legal it's all thing. legal. Legal all thing. Right. I can put as much electric lettuce into my eyeballs as I want. That's right. Uh, that is going to do it for us. Go put some electric lettuce in your eyeballs. We'll be back next time with more. Until then. Have a good week and be good. Bye now. If you like what you just heard, there's a very good chance you will like all the shows on the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Crap! What's wrong?